but it's on the recording, so therefore it is gold. <laughs> Comedy gold! Hey everyone, welcome to episode number 22 of the Spoiler Cast. I'm your host, Dan Zarzicki, and I'm joined here by Tristan Atherin Hess. I can't think of anything to say. I'm so sorry. <laughs> and it's been way too long. And Patrick Knight. Command authenticated. Stand by for Titanfall. Well, now you Assuming know direct control. Oh, shit! <laughs> uh, the spoiler cast is your look at what we've been playing, the latest and greatest in gaming news. We can't really say weekly anymore, because it's been a slow little process here. We've, <laughs> we had... We had um, Different jobs, exploding websites. Yes, well, it was me changing servers, so I apologize. The website is back now, though. Airsoft so pellets in the neck. Yeah, airsoft pellets in the neck. Um, and meanwhile, I've just been over here finishing stuff. And at the end of the episode, guys... <laughs> the, the end, end of, of the, the episode... episode Yes, we, we still do that. We spoil yes. a game for you. This week's game is... A classic. Well, we've left it up to chance. We're rolling the D4. It's a two, which, which means g- we are talking about the Halo series. Hooray! Oh. <laughs> it's like, oh, oh, this is great, this is great. Oh. And once again, the audio oh. levels are off the charts. You're welcome. <laughs> Everything that I had set, tested at the beginning is now wrong. You're welcome. <laughs> and we're going to go... Everything you create, I shall knock down. So let's start with giving people what they want. Patrick, you referenced it earlier. Why don't you start talking about what you have been playing, what you've been up to? I have been playing Titanfall because I broke down and bought an Xbox One after I went over to a friend's house and he showed it to me. And I got a very large case of penis envy. <laughs> so I've been playing it. Uh, I am almost four times through the multiplayer. There you go. Uh, there is a campaign. It is very short. Is it now? Is the campaign multiplayer based? I thought yes. I, I heard heard from my roommate that it was basically that it was yep. just a story, and then you get thrust into a multiplayer battle with others. Yep, and nothing you do matters. Okay, because the militia where always wins. Made up and the, where everything's made up, and the points don't matter. However, some of the characters make me laugh. Whose Titan is it anyway? Yep, there is a character by the name of Blisk, a very British sounding individual. Actually, he might be Australian. I don't know. I'm not an expert <laughs> on uh, accents, but. Uh, I was playing the other day, and uh, I killed the Titan, and suddenly Bliss goes, Timba! And I lost it. I don't know why. <laughs> Timba! <laughs> I have no idea why. It was just, I guess I guess it was that kind of day. Maybe I would have been missing out on sleep. But the game itself is quite good. Uh, I was concerned. I think I may even said on the spoiler cast that it looked like Call of Duty to me. It does. It's not Call of Duty. There's a jump kit involved, and you can do all sorts of parkour nonsense. Except it's not nonsense, it's actually useful. Attack on Titanfall goes here. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> Yeah. it seems like almost a mixture of Call of Duty with Halo, and the fact that you have these multiplayer mech battles, and then uh, Mirror's Edge, some Mirror's Edge in there, yep. splashed in there too. And it makes sense, I mean, from a, that it's going to be good, it's going to be Call of Duty focused, considering it's made by Respawn, the guys who yep. left <laughs> Call of Duty versus that, during that whole fiasco with Activision and there's no, and there's only really one slightly OP weapon, and it can easily be defeated if you get close enough to it. So it's, it's kind of, it, since we're talking about the Halo series, it's kind of like the battle rifle, <laughs> in that it can't be beaten in mid to long range, but if you get close to it, you will kill the person. Yep. <laughs> if you just get up in their face with, you know, a shotgun or an SMG or an SMG or, or your mighty LMG. fists or a Titan, <laughs> but. Uh, Oh man, it's just so much fun. I have named my Titan Freckles. <laughs> after the red versus blue character of the same name. 
<laughs> now, is there is do you have your own Titan that you use, or is it just a random Titan that spawns well, in the environment? Well, there are three t- three different Titans that you can call down. There's the Ogre, which is the big fatty. There's the Atlas, which is the mid tier, which is the one I always use. And then there's the Strider, which is the fast motherfucker that has no health. Yeah. <laughs> um, I don't use the fast motherfucker that has no health. <laughs> because Seems like a poor idea, because it doesn't seem to matter how fast you are if you're a giant fucking target. You would think that. But uh, the Strider can be a pain in the ass if you have it set up right. Because it has um, each, each Titan has a set number of boosts it can use. Like the Ogre has one, the Atlas has two, the Strider has three. Well, the Strider has three, and you can get a perk, or excuse me, it's a tier one kit, that makes your Titan... Uh, Respawn its jump, its uh, dash kit faster, which basically means the Strider is all over the fucking place. Nice. It's like, hey, I'm gonna go over here. <laughs> Poof, hey, I'm I am here. here. Poof, I am here. Uh, Something but, that big shouldn't be that sneaky. Yeah. No. And you would be surprised the number of times a Titan can sneak up on you. In the world of Call of Duty hatred, would you recommend this to somebody who does not like Call of Duty or is trying to shy away from a Call of Duty? Like, I hate experience? Call of Duty. Okay. And I love Titanfall. Right. What's different about it though? Because I, I, again, I've literally never played this game. Balance. Okay, so it's just it's more balanced. Like um, it looks very similar as far as the speed uh, and the pace of you know. Of except everything. it's slightly faster. Okay. It's t- fast wow. enough to the point where a friend of mine who is in love with fast shooters says it's too fast for him. Yeah. Maybe a little too fast. Yeah. There's not a whole lot of guns, but it makes like I said, it just it's much more balanced than Call of Duty where. For instance, in Call of Duty World of the War, if you weren't using the MP40, you were doing it wrong. <laughs> or Modern Warfare 2, if you weren't using the M16. Oh, okay. Yeah. But, you know, it's it's very... It, I mean, the only the only bad thing about, I guess, some of the Titans is... Uh, some of the Titan weapons, particularly the plasma railgun, is a little underpowered. And you can't really get kills with it. You can really only help others get kills. But really, isn't helping others, like, one of the best things you can do? Oh, no, wait, I'm sorry, that's getting all the kills for myself. Well, I mean, the the problem is you can upgrade the guns, but in order to do that, you need to get kills with them. So in order to upgrade the plasma railgun, you need to do something very difficult to do, which is kill titans with it. Because usually what you'll do is you'll almost kill the titan, and then somebody else would be like, that's cool, bro, let me take it. So I've almost got a missiles. There are going to be a lot of listeners, myself included, honestly, uh, who aren't really familiar with Titanfall beyond that it's kind of Call of Duty-ish, faster, has the Titans, things like that, the parkour. Uh, What is the ratio of time you spend in a Titan versus on on land? Is it... About 50-50. It is 50-50. So it's not like it's completely Titan-based and it's also not mostly... Then then again, I also don't lose my Titan immediately like some people I play. Uh, Okay. I I had a I had a streak of matches the other day where I was the friend that I was playing with and I were the only ones who were in Titans basically the entire game because the the other four people on our team were very good at getting their Titan immediately destroyed. Nice. I mean, not to be bitter. Not to be bitter. But I I win I win the majority of my games and I I like to think that it's because of me. Is it six and six? Yep, six oh. v six. Okay. Wow, Which, very small. Oh, people. Oh, it's small. It's like you're in a gigantic Titan. Right, but when you're not... And also there are bots. Yeah. Yeah. Are the maps large then to accommodate that, or are they pretty small? The maps are... I mean, I would prefer them to be small. They're bigger than your average Halo map, because to to accommodate for the Titan... Not like a big Halo map. I'm not talking about Blood Gulch. I'm talking about, like, they're bigger than Lockout, bigger than probably Turf from Halo 2. Yeah. 
Um, but they're they're definitely smaller than battlefield maps. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's like a happy medium, and they're all different in their own special and unique, annoying way. <laughs> um, like for instance, there's this one map um, called Rise, which uh, I played the first time I played it was an all Titans match. Mm-hmm. Hated it because it was just long hallways and just. There was nothing you can do. Like, the ogres were coming, and there was nothing you could do to stop them because mm-hmm. they have so much health. And But, uh... oh, and it's not just the dashes that are different. They have different abilities. Like, the right. Atlas gets a damage boost, the Strider gets a dash boost, and the ogre gets a shield boost because right. that's what it needs, more health. Um, <laughs> like, the first week that game came out, I was griefed by ogres pretty bad. Um, but when I played through it again on a normal game type that had, you know, running around as much, I realized that it's probably the best parkour map in the game. Cool. You can wall run and wall ride and jump on zip lines and it's unbelievable. I think that's important too when you look at multiplayer maps and I think when we get to talk about the Halo series we'll spend some time with multiplayer and we'll talk about the synergy and how certain maps are better at certain things and they're not all trying to be, you know, these Mario characters, if you will, these these all all above average maps. Certain maps yep. are going to apply to parkour more than others. Certain maps are going to be more titan friendly than others. Yep. Certain maps are probably more infantry heavy than others. I assume. Right. Cool. There's the the general map design is there is there are buildings in the center and structures. Some that you can walk inside. Some that you can't, depending on the size for with the titan. And there's usually some sort of ring around them and i i'm oh, I, I realize i'm oversimplifying but there's there's definitely titan pathways built into every right. single map nice. that sort of circled around it but i do like it cool great i am a fan of blisk in the interest of of uh i'd love to hear more maybe later uh yep. in the interest of skipping around because there's dear god how long games. have i been talking <laughs> not long i'm just saying because we're gonna be getting through like a thousand games right now because it's been yep. two months since we filmed one yeah uh, what else have you been playing sim city again the, Which, the the EA one that the, the one that pooped. Okay, the one that pooped. <laughs> <laughs> um, I I replayed it because the supposedly they uh, supposedly they fixed a lot of the problems with it. Guess what? Not so much. Yeah. Well, the traffic was the major problem because apparently apparently the CPU uh, excuse me the Sims do not negotiate roads like mm-hmm. people. Okay. They negotiate it like a computer, whereas they take the shortest pathway, no matter how many cars are in the way. Yeah. Hmm. So, um, we started trying to build... Oh, so it's Boston. Yeah. <laughs> we started trying to build uh, one of the great works, because as you know, the, the online component is uh, you work with other cities to build great works. Um, well, one of the great works is um, the International Airport, and I had all the materials in the world for the International Airport. Ah, there was so much traffic, I couldn't deliver them. I'm, I'm zoomed out on the world map, and I just see my little tracks, tra- excuse me, my little trucks, just stuck in, in traffic trying to go to the International Airport site to bring, to bring the damn material. That's where you need the urban planner from the other town and to come the, in and help. And then, of course, the International Airport catches on fire. And no, that, I, fire department makes I, 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 that happened in my city more than a few times. <laughs> SimCity is a game I've always been interested in trying. Not the old ones. And Police as well. Those, but, like the new one, I feel like yeah. it'd be something I'd enjoy. Oh, yeah. You, you definitely enjoy it. It's, unfortunately, the thing is, it's very easy. Oh, is it? Okay. Yeah, you that. you can't really fail. Oh, really? Um, It takes a lot of hard work and dedication, which is why I was able to do it on my first try. 
What, a failure? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the first time I played it, uh, I basically made a gigantic, like, skyscraping city with no police coverage whatsoever, despite all the police stations and fire stations I had, because the traffic was so bad. And just... You and traffic just don't get off. Yeah. Well, I mean, there's just, like, there's a, there's a road here... And there's a road here. This road is gridlocked. This road has nobody on it. They won't go on this road. I believe Ludacris would refer to that as perpendicular vehicular homicide. Continue. Is that actually a thing? That's actually a lyric. Continue. But, uh, yeah. I mean, I enjoy it. I mean, it's like I said, it's easy. I built up a city in three hours and basically got it to the point where I didn't need to touch it anymore. And then I got to the great work. And then when the traffic died, it was like, I think I'm going to do something else now. <laughs> mm. Obviously, you've been playing a lot of other things. Yeah. What else is worthy of talking about, though? Oh, do I want to talk about Laura Croft and the Guardian of Light, the arcade title that released a few years ago? Sure. Because I played through that. It's very fun little puzzle game. I heard it was really good, and that's co-op, yeah. right? Four yep. player. Yep. Well, two. Well, only two. two. Okay. You and uh, an Aztec god. At least I think. <laughs> he, I think he's an Aztec god. His name is Totec, so I assume Aztec. But, uh, yeah. It... Okay, because I was about to say four Laura Crofts at once. Yeah. It's a little but, much. <laughs> uh, and the characters are different. Like, for instance, Totec has a shield that you can jump on and jump off of. He can't jump on his spears, but Lara can. And she can climb using the spears. And Lara has a grappling hook that she can use to get Totec up places. Mm-hmm. And, but a lot of the puzzles the puzzles are co-op based. And okay. it, they're actually, like, I kind of like wrapping my head around them. Kind of like in in Portal back in the day. I mean, they're not Portal level difficulty, but Portal, which we won't be talking about today. Yep, it was on the list. But the dice have spoken. Maybe die. The die has spoken. The die has spoken. I mean, if we rolled multiple, do not question the die. How the hell would we do multiple dice? No, I think we're good. Yeah. I think we're good with Halo at this point. Oh no, I'm not saying. Oh. <laughs> I'm not saying okay. we should do multiple dice. dice. I'm like, how would we? Like theoretically. Okay. Pat will be talking about Halo. This will be talking about Red Dead Redemption, which he hasn't played, and and I look. It's the old west. There are guns, yeah. and there's an achievement for putting a, a woman on a train track where, t- while tied up. Mm-hmm. Nice, and having the train hit her. And there's also a zombie mod. Yes, and there's also Tristan who's been playing some games. Yes. Oh God, yes. Thank God, Dan. I'm. I was. I was hogging okay. the whole podcast. So. Exactly. That's why I moved on. Yeah. So I, I was like, hey, you know, maybe I should play a whole bunch of games and get them done so I have lots of stuff we can talk about for an episode so we can get another episode out. Like Res HD. So in, since the last episode, amongst other things, I have played to completion, or f- at least far enough to talk about, Metal Gear Solid Ground Zeroes, Bioshock Infinite Burial Sea, Episodes 1 and 2, Diablo 3 Reaper of Souls, J- Stick of Truth. I'm currently working my way through the new Blast Blue. I've been playing Rocksmith on my sweet new base. How's that going, by the way? How's your base? Oh, it's so sweet. He's already an ace of base. <laughs> All my base are belong to me. Yeah, I was going to say. It was okay, now we have to add that to the music list. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep, absolutely. Um, no, my, my base is really sweet. Um, the big thing I'm having trouble on is um, is it uh, YYZ? I bet it's YYZ. Scales. Scales. I'm having some issue with. I'm not sure how the game wants me to do it. Yeah. I mean. Um, slides. I can do that outside of the slides lesson. For some reason, as soon as I get into the lesson on slides, it stops working for me. Like yeah. the tutorial in Driver One. Really? 
it's um, one of those things that probably wants you to be very precise with the tutorial or something like that, and it's a little more forgiving maybe in the right in like the games and stuff. But slides um, are a crucial element in a lot of baselines. So, yep. And then um, right on his parade dance, and also just shifting, which has always been a problem for me, even playing like Guitar Hero and stuff. Right. Is especially when you I, drive an automatic. Well, if I shift down to say the twelfth, like the twelfth fret, yep. If I need to shift back up to like the third fret, yeah. Well, so I can start on the third fret. I can shift down to twelve. If I shift back to say like five, yeah, I have to see what I'm doing, yeah, or I get stupid fingers, yeah, and that's that's something I'm still working on. Yeah, and with the bass, you're never going to get out of that. If your fingers hurt or are tired when you're done, that will never change, no matter how long you play the bass for. Yeah, because the strings are so because thick the things and heavy. are so thick. No right. calluses for you. You won't have crazy. You'll get calluses. You won't have crazy. Your right hand will actually get more calluses. How, are you playing with a pick or are you playing with your fingers Pick. Or both? And you'll yeah, you probably won't get many calluses, but you will get your fingers will hurt a lot. Oh yeah, from just sliding, and, hand, sliding yeah. and sliding and sliding and sliding. So he's gonna have one right. He's, his right hand is gonna be bigger than the rest of his body, and it's gonna be covered in calluses. <laughs> no, his left hand. And people are gonna think he's a chronic masturbator. Left hand. He's lefty. Is he? Yeah, you'd have to be. He was playing. You're you're right-handed, right? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yep. That's cool, but let's stop talking about music and let's start talking about video games again. Yeah. So the one, uh, it is a video game, Dad! So the one I really want to talk about here is the new BlazBlue. Okay. Um, I decided that I didn't have enough salt in my diet, so I picked up a fighting game. Because <laughs> I had to get salty. I get it. Um, fighting games always make me salty. Fighting games always make me salty. Um, it's my arc system works. Which are the same guys behind Guilty Gear, which is that. Thank you for my, explaining that because I had no idea where you're going. Um, <laughs> which is one of my favorite fighting game franchises. Yeah. Because some of the art was done by people who were involved with. Genshin. Anyways. Thank um, God we got if there. You got, okay. Aside, if you guys haven't seen or read anything having to do with the series Genshin, get off of your asses. Go online. Find it. The second season, second generation just came out. But you should find the first generation or buy the manga. It is fantastic. Except Dan, we need to have him. We, we need to have a controlled viewing with him. Yes, where we can just shut up and be like, mm. so he can experience it. Yep. Getting back to this, and he can escape. Yes. <laughs> um, getting back to Blasper. So, what I really like about Arc System Works games in general is that all the characters in them are extremely different. Right. Um, especially like in Guilty Gear. In Guilty Gear, no character plays like any other character. Uh, this is the third one, Chrono Phantasma. Uh, is it? It's the third one that's been on a major console, not counting handhelds. Yep. And it's also the first one I've picked up. I, I, I'll be honest, I did not play the first two. Oh. I kind of wish I did. How could you? How can you even live with yourself? I know. Said Dan, the guy who doesn't play video games but does the podcast about them. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> um, and I think I figured out which character I'm going to make my primary character because he's the counter character, and I love counter characters. Ah, uh, he's also he's also super fucking the Marth, if you will. More on that later. Um. Oh my god! So the character I've picked, he's got he's got two big things. He's got counters. But he can also cancel supers into other supers, which is something I haven't quite gotten to. Fighting game terminology. But something I'm, I actually understand for once. But I'm getting there because Blazbu also has an excellent tutorial system. Nice. Unlike um, Street Fighter Crotch Second. Right. Blazbu also has... Or Street Fighter Four for that the, matter. The Blazbu series also has a crazy story. Um, 
and I made the mistake of trying to understand Crazy it. haha or crazy maniac? Crazy insane. Um, there are time loops. There are alternate timelines. One character is a f- alternate timeline version of another who got sent back in time and then just took the long way get- going forward to get here, but has assumed a different identity because of X and Y and Z. As now a different person, but remembers everything that happens from the prior storylines because of X, Y, and Z. Whereas other characters do not because they've had their memories altered by this other character who... Oh my god! So a typical fighting game storyline. Yeah. Except even more insane. Like, every time I'm like... Cool, okay, I don't get X. Let me read up about X. Okay, I've read up about X, but now I need to read up about Y, Z, and A. Oh my god. Wow. Um, the storyline is absolutely insane. There's always a man. There's always a tower. <laughs> There's always Ragnar the Blood Edge. There's um, always a girl. What I was not expecting, what I was not expecting that was a pleasant surprise, was the amount of Animu and Moe. <laughs> like, my body was not ready. Um, There's also a... There's a primary storyline that splits off into sort of three... Sub stories, subwoofers, if you will. <laughs> um, but in the main storyline, there are also fake endings and gag endings. Nice. Um, there's a gag ending where the whole thing basically turns into a horrible, horrible harem anime <laughs> with the main character. Um, horrible, horrible harem. What? I don't think they might pick that up. Anime. Anime. <laughs> Um, there's another one where one of the characters gets turned into a giant robot by the insane adventure character. There's also a separate sub-storyline that is there to tell you about stuff that has happened in prior games. Or to explain certain, um, like, universal mechanics. That's the first thing I went through. And it only gave me more questions. But what's nice about that one is that one is not canon to the main storyline. And they use that a lot. I actually have a picture. Oh, Lord. Which you guys won't be able to see, but I can show you guys. Um, in this separate sub-story, which is called uh, Teach Me Miss Lychee. <laughs> yep. Have we lost you yet? <laughs> have, have we lost you guys yet? Because I'm totally lost. Um, That's upsetting. They break the fourth the wall. It, it's all sort of chibi and moe-ish, but they break the fourth oh, wall. Oh, yeah, you showed me this. Constantly. Maybe we should stop breaking the fourth wall. Sometimes. Maybe we should stop breaking the fourth wall. <laughs> um, and they're like, "Hey, why don't you catch him here?" And they're like, "Yes, I can finally do that." Because, um, no, it won't matter because this doesn't connect to the main storyline. So over there, I'll still be doing it all. Mm-hmm. Um, one character who's in who in, the, in the main storyline is a fairly shameless womanizer. In this, is a complete and utter pervert, and it's actually really hilarious. <laughs> Of course it's hilarious. Perversion is always hilarious. Yep. You might say Like for instance, uh, a college student from America who only likes middle-aged blonde men. <laughs> Kristen, what else have you been playing? Oh. Got to get out of that one. Yeah. <laughs> um and then the last big thing we did was uh so I introduced Patrick and Dan to lesser extent to the glory and majesty that is Res HD. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. Oh my god, that game is so good. And we recorded actually a few episodes of it for an upcoming segment, which is going to be Hype and Gripe Plays. I kind of want to 
you mind if I take a second? I do want to mention that we will be having a few more segments on the on the channel coming very oh, shortly. Oh, yes. We've been working. Yeah. So I've been doing a lot. I've been writing crap tons of articles and yeah. trying to try make stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I am a layabout. Yeah, when are we going to get some more rim shots? So we're looking for some more rim shots. We're looking for more yep. articles for me to be, in all honesty. Yep. Um, and what I can say is also uh, we have a couple of series coming out. So we'll have Hype and Gripe. Um, yep. Which will be hosted on YouTube, but posted on the site. Maybe with yep. some article breakdown of what you guys are playing or something like that, yep, yep, um, yep, 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 just so people can watch. Uh, yep. as and they'll be on interest the... in playthrough video games. And we recorded five episodes, so but only four made it. We've, yeah. already, we've already recorded uh, three episodes now of a the uh, series Fold we've Space. been teasing and talking about in previous episodes of the show called Fold Space, which is our D and D or sort of campaign. It's a travel campaign, campaign it's but D&D. it's. Well, but it's, like a, it's a tabletop yeah, yeah, yeah. role playing role playing game that takes place in space. Space, uh, space, so space, 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 space. Gotta go space. I gotta oh say, space, space, I gotta space, say, as somebody space, who's space. never done a tabletop before, it is a ton of fun. Uh, yep. It's really yeah, cool. but you're the one who throws a wrench into everything. <laughs> I know, but that's what's, that's what's so got, funny about it. Yeah, we've got three fucking, episodes in the can, so hopefully those will be on the site soon. You can check it out. Beginner uh, quest is like, let's steal the car. I'm just like, why? I'm definitely gonna create a new section for it with the primer access right easily available for everybody. Um, yeah. But I haven't done that before yet. Before we do any more, I want to wait until the episodes are up before we do any more because I want to listen to them okay. yeah. and see where we can make improvements. Okay. Yep. Gag um, Patrick. But, but it, <laughs> I wanted to do a quick aside there. I didn't want to jump too, too far out of there. So Res HD. Res HD. Uh, so those of you who don't know, Res is – it came out for Dreamcast and PS2. Yep. But it only came out in the U.S. for PS2 originally. Right. The Dreamcast version never made it over. Which is a shame, because that probably would have really helped the Dreamcast. Uh, I don't think it would have, but... Yeah, Res, Res is pretty sweet. Not financially. I mean, Not financially, I think most but... people consider the Dreamcast to be a success as far as titles are concerned. Yeah, well, the Dreamcast has the highest ratio of good games to bad games of any console release That's ever. also because there are only, like, 50 games for it. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> but a few? A lot of them are very... I don't know. I'm just, Xbox One has more games than I'm that. Just, I'm just, I'm Whoa! Whoa! <laughs> I'm throwing a number out there. I have no idea. But I digress. Um... Res is well, and then the HD version for some reason is only on Xbox 360. Yep, which is really weird. But which is where I come in handy for once. Exactly, for once. <laughs> <laughs> um, at its simplest, Res is a rails shooter. But in reality, in I would reality, call it a rhythm game more than anything. Yes, it sort of reminds me of Panzer Dragoon Orta from the little bit I saw. Or Panzer Dragoon Saga, for that matter. But more musically built. But Well, it's yeah. built, completely built on music, but sort of like a right. musical version of Panzer Dragoon. Yep. And there is a plot. Very, very thin plot, but it is a plot. <laughs> yep. Um, basically, you go through this course, and you've got a basic music track playing. But you build upon the track by targeting and destroying enemies. Mm-hmm. Yep. And leveling up. And as you level up, it changes the sound of your attacks, and... As waves of enemies come in, you try and get... You should just see the episodes, really. It's hard to explain without... Unfortunately, no one can be told what Res is. Yeah. You have to see it for yourself. Yeah. To quote a and really he, old and, movie. And, and even then, you're kind of... Just watching Res isn't the same as playing it. Oh, no. Right. Because you have to have that sort of sound and force feedback. Because yeah. I, I played it... I played it... Uh, a couple a couple times in between recordings and I got my ass kicked because <laughs> yeah. I didn't I didn't have the rhythm I didn't have the music well I also so I was the one playing for the vast 
actually pretty much all of yeah, the actual all of the recordings, recordings. Uh, so that we can actually get through it. And thank you, Tristan. It has been. It has been. To bear in mind, it has been like eight years, and right. we still lost to the it? final boss. Oh, I got to the very end of the final boss. Oh though. shit! Spoiler and, alert. Whoops. Oh, spoiler. but hey, this is a spoiler spoiler, cast. Spoilers for Res now. Well, no spoilers for our playthrough. Spoilers for their play, playthrough of Res <laughs> that nobody cares about the spoilers for. Continue. Yeah, that was mean. But man. I did. But I. <laughs> But Not even you guys I care did about clutch out. Yes, I did clutch out the highest difficulty version of a boss. Yes, but that's the other thing is no. that the difficulty level of the end boss of each stage is dependent upon how well you did in the stage. Yep. Um, There's Mega, Giga, and Terra. Terra, as in the Terra of the, from the deeps. It's cool because it's uh, kind of a throw well, throwback. It's like eight years old, but it's kind of cool to go back to rhythm games when they were still rhythm games. Yep. In the traditional sense, before they became about instrumentation and stuff like that, when rhythm yep. games were just these really strange things that just had rhythm, kind of like yeah. Elite Beat Agents, yeah. Elite Beat like Agents, Elite Beat Agents, Rappa the Rappa, uh, uh, the one that jumped in my head immediately, Space Channel Five, the one that actually jumped in my head immediately was Guitar Man. Oh my God, Guitar Man! I remember buying that game used like years Guitar-ru? after it came out. Yeah, Guitar and it was like seventy dollars at GameStop because it was impossible to find anywhere. It was so yep. rare. Yep. I had a friend I to try it. I had a friend who tried to beat that game on the highest difficulty yeah. and he spent like a month just on um the bones level yeah oh god what is that track called i forgot but they're all good um but oh my god he spent like a month on that level alone <laughs> and eventually he got to the point where he just memorized every single one of their attack patterns because yeah. that was the only way he could get through it Oh my god, guitar That sounds like fun. Yeah. But what else have you been playing that's, that you want to talk about right now? Oh, that's kind of the big stuff. Okay. That's kind of the big stuff. Um, but no, the new Blast Blue is really cool. Um, the other cool thing about it is it has two different fi- play styles. What system is Blast Blue for? PS3. Ah, alright. I could probably, I could theoretically play it then. Mm-hmm. On my sister's PS3. Hijack it's... it. <laughs> uh, there are two play styles. There is technical... Which is what you're used to if you've ever played Street Fighter. You know, it's you have to do all the inputs exactly and full use. The other is called Stylish. Stylish is for people who aren't good at fighting games. Yay! Stylish is you can pick up a controller and actually make a good showing of yourself. Even if you're, like, a total scrub. Um, Like me. Some characters... Some characters work spookily well under Stylish. Yeah. Uh, one of them, like one of them, Noelle is like terrifying on Stylish because she's a bit she's a combo character, and on Stylish it's really easy to do crazy ass combos right into supers. So basically, it's zero from UMBC. Uh yeah, is a good except she's also got range. Wow, <laughs> and a yeah. command throw that does crazy damage. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Um, other characters do not do well under Stylish. Yep. Um Simply, uh, like one of them, he's a stance character, and he does not do well under stylish because you have to be able to change stances specific into specific ones. Yeah, and stylish does not give you that accuracy. Right, right. What stylish does is it actually what's really cool. It actually figures out what move you should do next based on what button you press, based on where you are. Okay, like so in a combo, it's like preloading. Uh, what, what do you call it in fighting games? Uh, buffering. Buffering commands. Right. 
Yeah. Except except it's doing it for you. Oh, okay. So right. it's like, so like I'm uh, ABA. So it's I'm, like having know, a hot bar for combos. Oh, yeah. So like three steps into a combo, and then based on what's going on and what button I hit, it's going to pick the next move. Oh, okay. For what is best for that situation. Which is pretty cool. Neat. Neat. So I, we've all been dying to hear. What has Dan been playing? <laughs> oh, boy. And silence. And radio <laughs> static. No. Um, Candy Crush. I really have only been playing a couple games. I hate Candy Crush. I really have only been playing a couple games. So uh, Pet Rescue been a, Saga. It's been a pretty tiring and busy last couple months. Ride to Hell Retribution. So I've been playing. Game of the Year. Game of the Year edition. I've been playing a few things. I did start South Park's Stick of Truth, which is really cool. I don't want to go into too much because I guarantee you that one of the next couple episodes will probably be about South Park. It's I, so good. I almost bought it, and then I decided to buy Rise because I'm an idiot. Go all back, you, sell Rise, pick up Stick of Truth. All, all you have to, Rise is terrible. All you have to do, I played it, it's awful. Um, all you have to do uh, about... I think there was a reason it was $40 instead of 60 Yeah. <laughs> You're about to find out, my friend. Yep. Uh, no, go back and trade it out for Stick of Truth. All I, all I can say really about South Park without going crazy into it is that it's very much like an adult Paper Mario. Yeah, think, um, think Mario RPG. With high, heavier but, emphasis on items. Although Mario has a pretty heavy emphasis on items, yeah, but right. a, even heavier emphasis on items. See, I, I've heard that South Park, once you get to like a certain level, everything becomes too easy. That's that's what I discovered. I haven't gotten that far yet. I got yet. to max level and it became a cakewalk. I haven't gotten that far yet. So Also, Butters is the best companion. Yes. You don't, don't need anyone else. But yep. we'll get there when we get there. Something I else I heard. I don't want to talk too much about yep. it. Um, yes, you do. Needless to say, I'm having a ton of fun with it. Uh, I love Paper Mario, so I'm loving this. If you love Paper Mario, you'll love it. Pick it up. You, so you can listen to our spoiler cast and have fun with that. Oh, um, also, before you play Stick of Truth, you should watch the three-part um, Game of Thrones. Game of Thrones South episode. Park episode, yeah. Because there's wiener, a lot of songs. Wiener, 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 We actually wiener. had that as one of the songs earlier in the seri- early yep. in our uh, podcast series. Uh, here. But be- it, it references that yep. a fair bit. It does. It references it a lot. Princess Kenny, all these other things it references. Also, Don't ask why can't you dress like a chick? Yes. We're just going to go over there right now. Exactly. <laughs> you, have to, you have to watch that. Anyway, that's that. I don't want to go too far into it. Uh, I played a little bit of Cloudberry Kingdom. <laughs> And actually, that goes into my procedurally generated uh, gameplay little thing. So, I, a little tie right here. So, I, I played Cloudberry Kingdom. Had a ton of fun with that. I played that with our Patrick and my mutual friend, and, which I think we reference every time we have an episode. Yep. And uh, No, only about half of them. Yeah. And uh, that was a ton of fun. Uh, His name is Boutros Boutros. Basically, <laughs> it's a game that uh, throws different platforming kind of tropes at you every level, every few levels, and you have to roll it. And the levels are completely procedurally generated. And it can be an asshole. It's crazy <laughs> hard. It gets in, it, um, Like Tristan was just talking about... Normal, normal, normal asshole. <laughs> yeah, the way that Tristan was talking about games that change the difficulty based on how well you're doing... This does it as well. The better you do as a group, it's a four-player co-op game, the harder it gets, but it's still procedurally generated. Yeah. And there's all sorts of cool abilities, like, you know, where it's reverse gravity, so every time you jump, you, you know, go either or Yep, yep. Yeah. Well, I mean, all the abilities are cool except yeah. for Phase Bob. Phase Bob is an asshole. Phase Bob is terrible. <laughs> but everything else is really cool. So if you like procedurally generated, if you love platformers, it's really a fun Or if game. you're a god of platformer like our mutual friend. Yes, yeah. If you're a god of platformer, you'll love this game. It's a good challenge. He once put beat Super Mario Bros. 3 blindfolded. The madness. <laughs> the other game I wanted to talk about, which is also procedurally generated, and one I picked up literally today because I'd read about it and because I wanted to have something Literally to using about. the word literally wrong. Over again. Um... <laughs> 
I picked it up today because I wanted something to talk about, uh, because I've been so busy lately and haven't had too much time to play games. Is a game Except for the Candy Crush. It's a game for the iOS that will be ported to the Android and the PC soon called Wayward Souls. Wayward Souls is a $5 game on the iOS. Um, it's really, really cool. That's one more than I'll four. I'll show it to them. I'll tell it to you guys later, too. But what it basically is, is it's a roguelike, um, sort of one of those kind of games similar in the vein to like a Diablo or something like that, where you are running through a randomly generated environment, beating up baddies. Um, it uses touchscreen controls fairly well. I would argue it still needs some work, but it is really, really cool, really fun. Uh, you know, items, power-ups, um, you know, exploration, fun stuff like that. Uh, and then to top it all off, it has a kind of little cool little storyline behind it where you basically create a character, then the character, and the character uh, dies, and then you start another character. So you pick, you know, a warrior or a rogue or a mage, whatever you want to do. And what basically happens is it's essentially you're next in line. It's okay. It's okay. Oh, it's my okay. God, Pat. It's okay. I, I made oh it like God. three episodes of Fold Space without having the problem. Yeah. But we... <laughs> that you haven't heard. <laughs> but uh, what's cool about it is it's like your lineage. So your character dies because it gets killed. And then so you pick a new character. exactly like Rogue Legacy. Yes. And then what ends up happening is you get a new character and... Uh, you lick your, an electrical socket. Yeah. And then the next character is slightly more intelligent. Yeah. <laughs> Well, sort of in that sense. Like, you learn from your mistakes, and as you use one class, they get more powerful, or you unlock, start unlocking, like, variants of that class because you've been playing it, which is really neat. Because it's your lineage. It's this person, you know, you are come from a long line of warriors, so he has some new ability, or he's a variant of a warrior. Very similar to Rogue Legacy. But on the iOS, with 16-bit, 16-bit art style, and it's really, really neat. I recommend checking it out. It's called Wayward Souls. Oh. I almost forgot the name of it. Yep. Oh, that that's right. That, uh, that was good. One thing, speaking of uh, made mobile. that much of an impact. Speaking of mobile, I've also picked up uh, Hitman Go. Yes. Can we hold off on that? Because I do want to play it. I did download oh, yeah. it, and we'll talk about it next time. Yeah. It's, it's next good. time on the spoiler cast. It's good. Two months um, from now, we'll talk about it's that. Two months from now. Kind of mind. That's conservative. Breaky. Yeah. Well, that's how long it was with this one. I've got to the point now where it's a little mind breaky, mm-hmm. and I'm like, no. Um, I've also been playing Hearthstone. Because oh, I got Because cool. I got a free. I got a whole bunch of free cards when I bought. Uh, Reaper of Souls. Do you believe the heart in the cards? Not in Hearthstone. Not in Hearthstone. Because <laughs> then you can't, then you can't smack your deck when it's Yeah, I don't really want to talk you. about Hearthstone because it's broken and some of the uh, classes are overpowered. You're but... broken, Mage. Yes. Yeah, Mage. Just speaking really of salt. Speaking terrible of... movie. Oh. Uh, and now we will move on to the news. So for news this week, the first thing I want to talk about before I even let well, you guys go. Well, and first of all, there's been a crap ton of news since our last episode. There's no way we're going to... Yeah, so we're, we're going to talk about current news. I mean, we're current recording news. this the day after the last episode, so... Yeah. <laughs> Car- car- current news. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I, mean, I do want to quickly mention that the E.T. landfill has been found. Yes! <laughs> so E.T. largely considered to almost be the death of everything that oh we know. Oh my god. Um, Why are those cartridges, those cartridges are now back into... We're buried in a landfill. Um, if you don't know the backstory, uh, a bunch of Atari cartridges uh, of Including e. pretty much everything. Every yeah. single version of, e- of E.T. Yeah, we're buried in this landfill um, to prevent anybody from ever having to play that game. Ever, ever again. <laughs> and the landfill was literally today. Or I wonder yesterday. if I'll do that with Halo 4. We just discovered. <laughs> <laughs> Um, you really can't do that today because of digital games, but I'm sure we wish that we could create landfills for certain things. 
uh, right to hell retribution. <laughs> oh come on that's at least fun to play in a mocking fashion yeah uh that's, that's one piece of news i have um i'm gonna just gonna jump really quick quickly over to my next piece of news which is that super smash brothers a couple things have happened a ton um, of new characters have been announced a ton of new characters have been announced um but most importantly the release dates have been posted and mm-hmm. once again within probably. five minutes we make our smash brothers and yeah. halo 4 reference. yeah yeah <laughs> yep so so the um, so Smash Brothers is coming out in the summer for the 3DS, and then the fall slash winter. I think they said winter for the Wii U. I think Wii so. U. Yeah, that's what they said. It's just Which weird. Is, that's really weird. It's really strange. So my thought is that pretty much everything has been announced at this point that we're going to see. And they're just going to be tuning the Wii U version for the next six months and getting it ready for launch, so that it is. But they could still announce Mewtwo. <laughs> I wanted to talk about that. <laughs> so right now, just before the episode started, I literally looked this up. There are literally now. Four Pokemon announced. Yep. Good God. For for Super Smash Bros. Yeah. Currently, they haven't. Yeah. Said Lucario, that they it. Pikachu, and somebody else. Lucario, Pikachu, Charizard. Charizard. Not the Pokemon trainer. Charizard. Just Charizard. Yeah, right. And Greninja. Yeah. Is now a playable character. <gasps> no Jigglypuff. No Jigglypuff yet, but that's what I mean. They no Jigglypuff, Jigglypuff yet. Yeah. Um, what about Greninja? Greninja looks almost the exact same as Lucario. Yeah, it does. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But now there are four freaking. Pokemon. Well, they know where their toast is buttered. Brothers. Yep. Yeah. So, so also, that, also, Little Mac's back! Yes, Little Mac is exciting. Um, I'm really, really happy he's in it. Yep. Um, I did want to bring us to our episode, uh, this episode's version of Hype and Gripe, though. <gasps> Already? <laughs> so Hype and Gripe is our... Right. We are Remind 41 self. minutes in. Remind self. Already. <laughs> this episode's almost finished. Don't forget to talk about news after Hype and Gripe. Yeah. Exactly. You mean like we have before? Yeah. <laughs> um, Every time? Yeah. So with hi- uh, this week's Hype and Gripe, um, Hype and Gripe, if you're not familiar being, um, I come up with a cop topic, and then Tristan and Patrick argue it as Hype Yay! and Gripe. Yes! Respectively. Um, I'm in a this... good mood today. This might not end well. Other than, again, I could think about getting shot in the neck by an airsoft gun. <laughs> think, about, think about getting shot in the neck by... Think about getting shot in the neck by an airsoft gun from a Call of Duty asshole... Who also thinks that Halo Four is the best game ever made? Okay, this this this. I'm this ready. Week's, this week's, this week's, this, this My week's, manipulation is complete. This week's topic of conversation is: there is no such thing as too many Pokemon in Super Smash Brothers. Well, one nice thing leading off is that if they keep adding Pokemans, yep. hopefully they'll add other characters to even out the balance. So more Pokemon means more other characters, which means more variety in our Smash Brothers. Cool. Well, uh, I tend to agree with you on that front, but I sincerely doubt Nintendo is going to do that. I think they're going to end up doing something like what they did with Melee, where they just had too many Pokemon characters, and two of which were essentially... The same? Or awful? Or yeah, just, Pichu, just so awful. Mewtwo, underpowered, probably. Underpowered? I mean, well, he was underpowered, but he also had weird floating mechanics. Yeah. That's but, what made him underpowered, because he would fly. Yeah, and... Spin and twirl. You hit him once, and then he would just he would be gone. Yep. Um, though I do have to say that Charizard's it looks like Charizard's Mega Smash is him turning into. I figured as much. Mega Charizard. I figured. Mega evolving. I just I would I just could just guess that see that coming. That's why they're doing it because he's just the subject of conversation again. I don't know. Yeah. This guy just doesn't. No, he was the, dude. He, it's fucking Charizard. What the cover Pokemon for Pokemon Red, the one that started it all. Yeah. Although it wasn't green first, actually. Now I think about it. Uh, no, green. 
Green was one of the remakes. Yeah, it was Fire Leaf Red Green. and Leaf, Leaf Green, Green yeah. which were yeah, remakes. No, I'm talking about I'm talking about the Japan releasing. Oh, no. I don't. That is a whole can of worms that I don't want to go too far. Into Perhaps we should here. consult with Lord Helix. <laughs> All hail Lord Helix. And that's also Jesusburg. <laughs> that's hypergrip. We haven't gotten anywhere. Okay, news. Okay, I mean, news. yeah. Again, I, just very, very quickly, just very, very bad things. Probably. Yeah. <laughs> they're 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 filling out a character roster that is probably going to be capped. Not like Ultimate Marvel vs. Capcom three. Yeah. <laughs> Well, my I just, I still just want to see some Golden Sun characters because I think they'd work really well in Smash. Yeah. Yep. Saving this segment one <laughs> one hype at a time. Yep. I want to see Krom from Fire Emblem Awakening, but I don't think we're going to see him. We might. I think we will, and I think he'll replace I, uh, Ike. Uh, oh no, Mike might have. No, I don't think he's been announced. So, all right. I don't think Ike's been announced. Anyway, um, always needs more Marth. Well, Marth's already in. Yeah. <laughs> Hopefully, okay. they fixed him from the last game where he was just. Eh. Bugged. Yeah. Yeah. And his smash would kill him all the time. <laughs> oh, sucks I missed. Oh, look, the edge of the stage. Oh, look, I'm gone. And I'm gone. Um, let's see. Oh, there's a new teaser for another new Ace Attorney game that looks like it's going to take place in the past. Cool. Like like 1930s to 1960s. I can't quite pin it down. And that Japan. past nastification. Past nastification? Yes. Um, I'm really excited about that. Um, you guys, you need to play the Ace Attorney games because I want to talk about them. I, I actually, I actually just bought the SD card the other day, so I'm like on the cusp. Yay! Um, play through all of one. You don't two. There are parts of two you can skip because um, they don't real two doesn't really factor into the main character storylines but it introduces some new characters that are important to do to know uh, play all of three because mm-hmm. three it is what sort of ties that whole first chunk together and then there's dual destinies yep well there's also Ace, uh, Apollo Justice and you should play Apollo Justice before you play dual destinies because Apollo Justice introduces Apollo and the new sort of the new generation of things. Uh, Apollo also, Justice on the DS. Okay, so you can also play on 3DS, which no longer has online support. Oh, but that's okay because it's Ace Attorney. It has no online component. Ha ha. Yes. <laughs> yes. Um. I uh, Apollo Justice added. <laughs> the dancer is like he's moving on and getting cut <laughs> off. <laughs> so we're just gonna keep talking forever. You're never gonna get. We to haven't even food. gotten to my sad news. I know. Oh. Um. Yeah, you guys need to play more Ace Attorney. Cool. Um, there's that, there's that. Oh, uh, something hilarious was at one of the game stores near my house. Uh, so someone, like the day after it came out, traded in their copy of Dark Souls 2. Oh, boy. So um, at my at my closest uh, game shop, they had it up as Dark Souls 2, pre-owned, with a big uh, sticker on it, where someone has scrolled, Quitter Edition. <laughs> That's awesome. Is that news? That's my news. Yeah, that's all. I, uh, that's all I can think of. And now, and now for my sadness. That. Bungie oh. has fired Martin O'Donnell. Yeah. Uh, for for a reason they just haven't told us. Mister O'Donnell notified the public via Twitter. Uh, via Twitter, he does not seem happy. Yeah, no kidding. Um, I wouldn't be. This is I'm the not. man who composed 
the Halo music until Halo 4, because Bungie didn't do Halo 4 for obvious reasons, obviously. Which is why, and, that's probably why Halo 4 yeah. was not as good. And uh, he also did most of Destiny, or has done most of Destiny. <laughs> and this is a man who basically wrote the music for the only video game soundtracks I've ever bought. <laughs> so, this is big news. Yeah. Uh, he's a lot of the, a lot of the comments were like, "Oh, Halo sucks," except for the music, and then I got angry. Um, yes. But uh, I mean, to a to a degree, they have a point where the music is just leaps and bounds ahead of the game. Mm-hmm. Uh, the game itself is good, but the music is just transcendent. It's and it's not it's not any sort of technical marvel. It's it's just fits. Yeah. Yeah. It's and really good. I mean, nobody like, can forget like the first that time. Part they, in the yeah. first, like that part in the first game where you first meet the. Oh wait, we're not there yet. There, there <laughs> are some. There are some really, really. I mean, one one of the great moments pe- most people remember when they go back and look at gaming experiences is booting up Halo One for the first time and yep. you're in space and you see the ring and the choir comes in and then you know you get the big blue buttons, press start, or whatever. I mean, that's that actually pretty, Marty. That was pretty. He, he was. He's one oh, of the really? voices for that. Yep. Cool. Yeah. I still think they should have gotten um, Doug Zarman back to do some voices, but. But, I mean, that music is just so so for and iconic. You, for yeah. those of you who don't know, one of the old games Bungie did way back when that really kind of put them on the map was the series called Marathon. In the in Marathon, you had these running around characters called Bobs, a.k.a. born-on-board humans. At the time, Bungie was a team of maybe about, oh, I don't know, 18 people at the most. And they needed someone to voice Bob. So what they did was they got a then very, very pimply Doug Sarkman to do the voice. To this day, Mac, old school Mac gamers remember his high pitched shrieks of pain and terror, and the random shit he came up with for the infected Bobs. I really, really had wished he they had brought him back for Halo. Okay, today is Bungie Nostalgia Day. Today is Bungie Nostalgia. Definitely, we should have done this on July seventh. Yep. (laughs) Yeah, it'll be the next one. The next podcast, we'll talk about a little bit. But uh, I mean, it's just. I mean, it's business. Yep. yep. But it's a it's a very mean business sometimes. And no, I I have no idea if he's been signed by anybody. The smartest thing that any game company could ever do is three four three signing him to fix. <laughs> but um, well, but do you really really want poor Marty to be attached to what may not be a very very good Halo game? Remember, I'm hopeful for Halo Five. And then I think about Halo 4 and I get angry. This is a big part of what makes things good, though. I mean, when yeah. you think about movies, like, um, I know, like, a, a really great example of this is No Country for Old Men. Yep. Where it's an okay movie for me, and I think one of the reasons I don't like it, I know it was a stylistic choice, but there's no music in all of No Country for Old Men. Oh, and, music is in a really important And part I think that was right part there. of why it didn't hit me as hard. I know it was what they wanted to do, to, yeah. do, you know, to just focus on that, and kind of the sound effects and stuff, but uh, and sort of the darkness and the emptiness um, of the characters, but whatever. I think that music is a huge part of an experience, and I think yeah. that uh, they're worse. They're worse off now for not having him. Stra- strangely enough, and and this is maybe a ray of hope. The Robin to his Batman, the Robin to Marty's Batman, Michael Salvatore. As far as I know, he's still with Bungie. Huh. I wonder if maybe there's some creative dis- differences or something having to do with Destiny. What I want, yeah. What I want to know is if he did any music for destiny do you yeah know he, did. He, oh, he did he premiered like a whole like so suite are they going to still take that from him as their property and i then... imagine so oh wow i can't i can't see it going any other way yeah well um, before all we know like 
again, Bungie has said that Destiny is going to be their next big thing. Like, they may have plans to totally change it up, like, three years from now, yeah. which will call for a totally different, like, musical score or something. It's possible. And any any composer that does work professionally knows how to borrow and variate on a theme. Mm-hmm. And that's the thing is that, you know, he's the one that did it. It's a very similar looking game to Halo to me now, Destiny, as far as what we've seen of it. And I think that he would be a good fit to continue to work. What? As a, as a friend of mine on Facebook said, what is Hay- what is uh, what is Bungie's uh, what is Bungie's obsession with mysterious round objects? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh my! So that oh my that kind God. Of, that really sucks. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm just thinking back to like everything they've done. <laughs> the the UESC marathon was sphere, a spherical shaped colony ship. My God! <laughs> and I just blew Tristan's mind. Was wait, wait, wait. Was there anything in Oni? Yes, yes. There was a giant cyber brain in Oni that was in a cylindrical column. <laughs> Hold, wait, was there anything in Myth? <laughs> I can't think of anything in Myth: The Fallen Lords or Myth Two. So, if you could think of anything in Myth: The Fallen Lords. Please email us at cast at threeheadedboy.com. Email doesn't exist anymore. Email oh. us at threeheadedboymedia at gmail.com. Okay. <laughs> there we go. New email address, folks. But yeah, if you can think just, of anything... Just, just comment on the site. Okay, the so for cast. anyone else out there who, like me, is an old-school Bungie fanboy, if you can think of anything in Myth or Myth 2... Comment. Comment below the SpoilerCast article for this. round and mysterious. That one fat chick. No email joke. us. Cool. Total joke. But that's all. Wait, that's, wait, wait, wait! No, that doesn't quite count. Yeah, i But that's. I mean, that's really consumed my news module. And honestly, like with, with news, <laughs> I mean, I want to talk about the most recent stuff. So yeah, cool. Yeah. When we uh, get back from our break, I'm gonna eat a little dinner, and then we're gonna talk about Halo and the whole series. We're gonna have a little nostalgia trip. And I promise uh, not to bitch out. about Halo Four. Well, that's what we need Much. to put in for music. We need to put in some of the Halo suite. Oh, I already put it in there. Oh, fantastic. Sacred Icon Suite number two. All the best Lament DLs. for Private Jenkins. The, no, 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 no. Sacred Icon Suite number two. It's from Halo Legends, which was also done by Marty O'Donnell. And it's they used it for the DLC commercial for one of the last DLC packs for Halo Reach and it essentially sold the DLC to me. Okay. Because that's Marty. Go. There you go. All right, folks. Then we'll get back. We'll talk about Halo. Alright, so everyone, please try to ignore the horribly disgusting sounds of 
Dan snacking. Me dancing and then snacking. <laughs> that's not snacking. That's, <laughs> that's voracious eating. He is <laughs> he is definitely a Yoma. <laughs> so, with that in mind, let's talk about Halo. Which is going to be a lot of you guys talking. Yep. Warning, yep. incoming this, spoilers. Right, this is the spoiler section. Incoming gush. About Halo. If you don't want to be spoiled about Halo, don't listen. Yep. You should guys will be talking about lore. I'll be reminiscing on the games and talking about what my favorites yep. are. So should we start at the beginning and go forward? Or? Beginning meaning the prequel game or Halo sure. Combat Evolved? I was thinking Halo Combat Evolved. Mm. Yeah, probably you a better place to start. So we'll, where do we start? Halo is a story about humanity's last stand. Yeah, pretty much. And how humanity is supposed to inherit everything, but no one wants to give it to them. Yep. Mm-hmm. Because when... Because they're all butthurt. When the Covenant, the alien enemy, found out about it, they squashed it and declared war on humanity. Also, heresy. Yes. In in almost... With almost 40... Warhammer 40,000 level, layers of... Levels of devotion towards heresy here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, the Imperium of Man would take a look at what the Covenant declared and go, Yeah, that's about right. <laughs> It's like, uh, it's just... Hell, they basically exterminatist reach. Yep. It, almost entirely, except for the few people that were underground, according to uh, the Fall of Reach novel by Eric Neeland. Yep. But uh, I'll try not to get too much into the, the extended universe, but... Right. Let's we draw all night. We <laughs> mainly, uh, right, we mainly want to focus on... So, we, the game opens up. The Pillar of Autumn, uh, which is a cruiser, I believe, considered... Yeah, it's a Halcyon-class cruiser, is yep. fleeing the Covenant. They find a mysterious ring structure... Yeah, because they basically well, they basically jumped at random, right? Yes and no, to an extent. Cortana had the coordinates; she just didn't know where it led. Yeah, so we've got these coordinates. We don't know where it's going to take us, but they seem to be important. Yep, the Covenant were interested in them, therefore we go there. Yep. Either way, the main protagonist, the Master Chief, is in cold storage. Yep. Uh, his partner in crime, Cortana, is flying the ship. The beginning of the game borrows a lot from Star Wars Episode Four. Yeah, you have a good guy and a bad guy. You know nothing about the struggle on either side. There's a giant cruiser ship flying towards a distant thing. We don't know what it is. Yep, being attacked by right. the enemy. Although in this case, it's a little bit more of a surprise attack. But still, kind of a neat little parallel I just thought of. Continue. Yep. <laughs> so they wake the Master Chief. They send her to the bridge. They brief him. They're going to scuttle. They the hand ship. him a pistol. They hand him Cortana. Yep. Uh, he looks up. His he looks AI down. Companion. He looks left and right. He, his vision is calibrated. He uses a door. Commander Keys pop spawns a pipe. Yep. That he doesn't have in his hand in any other cutscene whatsoever. No, my first favorite moment, uh, just just when I first played the very first Halo, was when I noticed that the their all their insignia was the Marathon logo. Yeah, from Marathon. I was like, as soon as I saw that, that that little, the the circle with the half, like with the crescent around it, yep. which you guys are probably all really familiar with now, mm-hmm. um, was the original logo for the Marathon games. And as soon as I saw them, I'm just like, yes, it's still Bungie. Yep. Because this was after because Halo. So Halo Combat Evolved was originally going to be Mac only. Yep. Yep. And then Microsoft. Bought them out because they were like, oh shit, this is going to leave our asshole a gaping ruin. Yep. If I'm not mistaken, it was originally going to be a RTS, right? 
Uh, actually, I played an early, early build of it at MacWorld way back when. Um, it was always going to be like an FPS. Oh, okay. Yeah. It was just going to be a larger scale FPS, I think. Oh, it was going to be like a ginormous scale. And it was supposed to have a flamethrower. More on that later. Hey, at least at least Marathon had a flamethrower. The T-O-Z-T, the toast. Yep. But nice. it's just... And, it, and graphically, it's nothing to sneeze at. No. at for that for that For time. that time, it was gorgeous looking. Yep. And, I mean... And you start off with you start off with one of the quotes that really defines the series, which I think is kind of fitting, where Cortana says this war has enough dead heroes. Yep. Foreshadowing. Mm-hmm. But you know you 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 know dr- take a dropship down to the planet and you begin to explore and reunite people and you discover that you humanity you and the Covenant are not quite alone. <laughs> And uh, humanity is not the ultra-special, unique snowflake that they think they are. I think it's unfortunate for this generation uh, coming up of kids playing games that with the over, you know, over-specified graphics we have, like, just, you know, every little detail, every little polygon, like, so perfectly rendered and with, like, all this stuff kind of going on without the desensitization to, like, booms and explosions and special effects that they're not going to have moments like we did, like, I think about that game, I think about Unreal the same way. The original yeah. Unreal, not yeah. the, not the tournament, where you get out of the ship for the first time and you walk out. Dude, that that first fight, when you get out of the dropship on the here. beach, yeah. yep. that first fight for the time was like, oh my mm-hmm. god, that, that felt fucking epic as hell. Yep. Because it was you and a whole bunch of grunts, uh, yep. marines, charging forward. Yep. And, and all the driving around, and you had the freedom to go where you wanted to. I mean, you still had to complete Warthog the objectives. Flipping. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Invincible Warthogs. That was one of the first shooters that really had vehicles, right? Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, Tribes had it. True. Yeah. But, uh, I mean, it was it was something special at the time, and yeah. I, I, in a lot of ways I still think it is. Mm-hmm. Um, like the fact that the, then the single player, uh, the Banshee was something you really had to work to get. Mm-hmm. Yep. And when you had it, you were like, oh man, this is so cool now. Yep. And they then, gave you they gave you yeah. ghosts like nobody's business. Oh yeah, but the banshee was which didn't was have special. the boost function in that game. I don't think. Um, no, I don't think they did. At least I don't remember it. Yeah. The only issue I had with Halo One was that I felt it was very front loaded. Like all the best stuff was right at the beginning. What? <laughs> no, I, I think dude, it's... the fucking flood. Awful, awful. The library, the mall. That ice place with all the hallways that look the same. Okay. The library, I will admit, I hate it. The library was just... The library is an asshole. Yeah, it is. The swamp. I had to beat it in a half an hour on legendary difficulty. Oof. To get an achievement? Yeah. Oh my god. I did it. No, that, that level is just... Here's my shotgun. Here are my grenades. Dear god, don't let me run out of ammo. Yeah. It was... In a, re- in a, in a really kind of strange way, it was almost a precursor to the firefight mode that they added later because there were just so many floods. Oh my god. I I think oh my god. Yeah, it was just nuts. Parasitic organism that they discover by accident. Oops. Well, no, that the that the covenant open up by accident. Yeah. Thinking and, that it's something else. Yep. Cuz the covenant are nothing if not woefully naive. <laughs> oh my god. It also gave the enemy's personality, which I didn't really ever see in games before, too. War, war, war. 
Yep. With the grunts being sort of kind of comedic relief, the brutes being more of like <laughs> elites. Elites being more of like a leadership kind of role. Yep. It was really neat. Jackals kind of being annoying assholes. Yeah. Oh my god. They're all they've always been annoying assholes. They will always be annoying. Hunters assholes. being that one rage face where he's Mm-hmm. Until you figure out you can kill them with one pistol shot in the back, and then everything is golden. Yep. Yeah, and I don't think that was supposed to be that way. I think it was originally a bug. Yeah. That it was um that they were supposed to take extra damage from anything with a scope. Mm-hmm. But then they forgot that they put a scope on, on the pistol, pistol. making yep. the pistol the most OP weapon in the entire first game. Yep. Mm-hmm. If you did not have the god pistol, you did not have a chance. Mm-hmm. Nope. Well, at least not a legendary. But it's just it was it wasn't like a groundbreaking FPS as far as I disagree with that. Like, I mean, I, I, of course I'm looking at it in the retrospective of it's been over ten years. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I'm I'm sitting here like, oh, it had a, it had night vision on the sniper rifle. It's like, well, but it, it had melee and it, it just and I I mean we remember Goldeneye from 1996. There's no melee in that. There's no yeah. uh, there's no night vision on the sniper rifle. And I mean that's no, but there was Perfect Dark. Yeah. How about regenerative shields much? Yep. Oh my god. Yeah. That... To, to much to the uh, and a health pack. potential dismay of other people going forward, Halo yeah. I think was the one that revolutionized that, right? Yeah. Regenerative health. Well, except that at least the first Halo, the shield regenerated, but then health didn't. You had to get health yeah. packs. And then they're like, oh, everyone likes regenerative health. Yep. And they basically got rid of actually having health, which is weird. And then they brought it back. Yeah. Like in Halo Two, you were a, you took a lot less damage than you could in Halo One. Yep, which was kind of weird. So like, hey, Chief, here, here's your new suit of armor, which should be even better. Also, we improved all your vehicles. Now they explode <laughs> before they were invincible. Well, it was. I think a lot of it had to do with multiplayer balancing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, which is fine with me because just the the game was still fun. Yeah. Dude, and, but there was yeah. there was something about getting in the Scorpion in Halo One and being like, ex- "Turn myself around, point my turret this way. I'm invincible." <laughs> uh, for those of Just you, for those of you playing backwards. the home game, the the Scorpion used to have an open canopy that could be sniped through. Yep. yep. So if you turn the turret backwards and drove backwards, you were you were pretty much set. Yeah. Well, unless someone came up with a rocket launcher or two. Well, we do we do have a lot more to to talk about. So let's let's move, let's let's shift gears really quickly. I actually want to really quickly yeah. say before I move shift gears that yeah. I have a very interesting um, perspective on Halo One because, as you know, I've never owned an Xbox console. Oh no, what did I say that I own an Xbox Three Sixty? Weird. Um, I've never owned I never owned the Xbox One, so I actually bought Halo Xbox Original. Yeah, Xbox Original. I bought it on the PC. Yep, that's where I have it. And the interesting thing about the PC version is there was multiplayer. Yep. Online multiplayer. Online multiplayer, which yep. was not present in the original, um, on the Xbox original. Yeah. And uh, what was interesting about it was it was completely not balanced. Oh, God, no. The pistol was still God pistol. And yep. It was an interesting experience to see what they would, had changed. As and vehicles were ridiculous. Yep. Yep. As they move forward to Halo Two. Two. Yeah, my favorite thing to do in Halo One multiplayer though was just just really yeah. quick. I tried, guys. I really did. Well, hey, you brought multiplayer. Uh, yep. Was to hop in a ghost and for like capture the flag and just ram the ghost at top speed into enemy bases. Yep, yep. Because if you tried hard enough, you could get it to fit. Yep. I apologize to everybody while I was eating the celery sticks. Mm. Like like dropping ghosts into forts in in uh, Blood Gulch. Yep. <laughs> so they walk in. Hold on, there's just so. I'm just sitting there in the ghost, like, squish, 
Squish. Yeah. Squish. <laughs> Come on, guys. I'm right here. There's so many great moments in the first Halo, and we there's just really not enough time to talk about it. No. Mm-hmm. There's, the, there's the legendary special ending with Johnson and yep. the Elite hugging. And the Elite grabbing Johnson's yeah. ass. My favorite moment <laughs> actually is when you got out of the ship, though. That's my favorite moment in the whole game. Yep. Before you get in combat, and you just get out of the ship, and it's like, wow, and there's a waterfall. There's you look down the giant chasm, and you see, like, oh, well, maybe I'll jump, and then you jump, and you die. And, and the thing that Halo does that a lot of games that get sequels don't really do is it already it established right away that there was a backstory that we didn't know. Right. Yep. Is you get dropped right into the middle right. of shit. Yeah. And a lot of sci-fi things do that, because I think they, they know that... People who are into sci-fi are going to be into the lore and going to be into researching and discovering these other things. Yeah, yeah. like the, the books. The whole, like nobody, we didn't know who built. We knew just knew it was forerunners that built Halo. We never thought we were going to learn about them. Yeah. Um, I mean, I don't think they did either. And then it started making money. But anyway, yeah. <laughs> so then we come to, in, my, in my opinion, the probably the weakest story of it. Of the series. Yeah, everybody probably always talks the about how the ending of Halo 2 was, you know, kind of a cliffhanger. And... Yeah, probably the weakest story was Halo 2. Uh, I think Halo 2 was probably the most fun to play, though. Yeah, and it was also the one that essentially launched Xbox Live. Yeah, yes. basically. And made Microsoft a superpower. Yep. Yep. Um, so in that in that. In that had, realm, yeah. Dual wielding, which opened up all these great combinations. Yeah, you had plasma pistol and normal pistol, balanced vehicles. You had <laughs> you had DLC maps that didn't suck. Yep, they were all and they were all unique in their own special way. You had, you you had DLC. Finally, you could <laughs> yeah. finally use the energy <laughs> sword. Yep, and it was OP as fuck. Well, uh, so, so my favorite game type to do well, in two and three was what I called Sparta. Yeah, it was. Everyone has uh, energy sword and or uh, gravity hammer. If you're no gravity three. hammer in Halo Two, right? But if you were playing oh, three, yeah. um, extra damage. Yeah, and everyone has active camo because mm-hmm. what active, having active camo does is it prevents you from doing the lunge. Yep, because you can't lock on to someone who's active camo. Right. So you just see these swords and energy hammers running around at top speed, and it got it was great because because you couldn't lunge. You actually have to, like, get in and, like, back away from people yep. swiping at you and get the timing right. Oh, it was so much fun. Also, the custom game revolution started in Halo. Yep. The, uh, coming up with SWAT and Plasma Punch-Out was another one. Uh, the evolution of matchmaking happened. Yep. Where it went from a, uh, it went, they started with the, the rank system, reset it at one point. I forget exactly why. Uh, actually, I think they reset it twice. <laughs> um, once because nobody got over level fourteen, and the other because uh, they felt like it. I think I think the Halo multiplayer is the reason why I am looking so forward to Destiny because yeah. you see it with when Bungie left uh, Halo Halo series and when three four three picked it up that Bungie was always good. Bungie has always not just they don't really they don't really just do multiplayer. They revolutionize multiplayer every <laughs> single time they come out with a game. Yep. The split-screen multiplayer in Halo was pretty much revolutionary. Marathon, was, Marathon yeah. was one of the very first games to have internet matchmaking. Yep. Ever. Custom game types, sort of the weapon you know, uh, loads you had, loadouts you had in Halo 2, Xbox Live itself, playing online with people like that on a console yeah. experience were, was brand new. You get to 3, you have Forge World, right? Yep. Yeah. Okay, no, well, so. you have Forge, Forge Maps. Forge, Forge Maps. World is in reach, and Forge oh, okay. World will get to. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Forge World is... In the old days... In the old days, we had Forge and Anvil for Marathon, yeah. which were two right. different 
um, two different tools that they released with Marathon Infinity. And with when that came out, oh my god, people made maps. People yep. made crazy-ass maps. Um, Forge was the tool for... Was it Forge? I can't, oh my god. Hold on a sec. While you're thinking. Yes. Forge was the tool for altering the game. So you yep. could use Forge to yes. make your own characters mm-hmm. and build, put in your own sprites. Yeah. Or change weapon physics. Yeah. So like you could set it... Like, one of the crazy things you could do in Marathon was you could set all the weapons to have bullet velocity of zero. Yeah. Which meant that you would fire... Right. You'd fire a weapon and the bullets would hover right. midair until someone walked into them. I think what's important about the Halo series is that they took those concepts. Right. But yep. they made it visual and easy to do. Yep. Because <laughs> yep. I can only imagine that Forge in, on the Mac... On you know for marathon well, was extremely Forge, difficult to get into. Forge was easy compared oh. to Anvil. Okay, Anvil was this thing that was originally called Vulcan. <laughs> I love. I have to take off the I, glasses. Can for I this say? Can I? Can I just say really quick? I think it's fascinating. I think it's fantastic how Tristan gets into masterpiece theater mode when he's telling a story, and you just know it's good. <laughs> sit back, <laughs> grab some candy. <laughs> he actually <laughs> takes his spectacles off, like good you know, evening, while he's speaking slowly and puts them on the table. Continue. Um, Anvil. So Anvil. Which was originally released was this original thing called Vulcan. Yeah. Vulcan was basically written by one guy at Bungie, and he was the only one who could tame this fucking beast. Um, and he was brilliant at it. Like they, there are stories where they like be going over his maps for testing, and they go, "How the crap did he attach like twenty five polygons to one vertice like that?" And one of the other things that you could do with it was you could create impossible space. Which, for the time, was incredible. Um, Anvil, they... It was also buggy as shit. Mm-hmm. Um, Anvil kept a lot of that. Like, but what was really cool is you could build out the space and then go into it in a first-person view to place textures and to mm-hmm. test everything. And then you could pull back out and fix it and go back in. Which was really cool for the time. Um, and Forge does that. On, and Forge yeah, does that. Halo. Right. Um, and much more, um, not nearly as buggly <laughs> as Anvil did. But, um, except that Anvil was even more powerful. Mm-hmm. Because you could literally create everything by vertice. Right. And by polygon. Rather than having these right. pre built right. things that you would place. Right. But it's much more accessible. Oh, it's much more accessible. The Anvil, and bear in mind, at this time I was probably like 10. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, I don't get it. <laughs> I made okay. I made a hallway. Awesome. Now I don't I. get it. <laughs> um, but Halo Two is the one I have the least experience with. I think actually yeah. out of all of well, them, it has some of the best Master Chief lines. Okay. Yeah, Halo Two is the one where he says the badass things. Okay. Yep. What are you doing, Chief? Giving the Covenant back their bomb. Oh my god, I forgot that that's in Halo 2. That moment is ridiculous. When he takes a Covenant bomb off of the space station, the Cairo space station, jumps out into space, space and delivers it into, into a, a Covenant carrier, and then kicks off and zero Gs all the way into the atmosphere. I remember that. Like now. a yeah. fucking boss! Oh my god. And then he gets to Earth... And Sergeant Johnson reintroduces himself. We thought he was dead. Yeah, we're like, how did you survive? That's where Halo 2 took place on Earth, right? Yep. Yep, for the most part. Earth. 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 Well, but you also then had the Arbiter campaign. Yep. Yes. 
That's right. That was the big thing. Which was which was, a new, was which the, was a new uh, a new shitstorm. Yep. <laughs> um, That's been Halo Two, the new, new shitstorm. <laughs> well, that's well, you the other say thing. the other side of the of the right. story because up until this, the Covenant had almost no characterization or beyond how they sounded when you killed them. Yes. Right, and sort of what they yeah or and like combat capabilities. Um, yeah, Halo, Halo 2 was the first one that really kind of gave character to the Covenant. Especially considering there were two versions of the... There were two versions of the manual, remember? Yep. You had the human version and the Covenant version. Yep, and I only have the Covenant version, actually. Because I got the I got the limited edition and it came with the Covenant version. Nice. But, uh, so, essentially what happens is... This elite is branded a heretic for allowing the first ring to be destroyed by Master Chief at the end of Halo 1. Despite, you know, everything to the contrary. Yep. And he's he's given a chance to live, but only if he becomes this the next in this line of ancient elite warriors called the Arbiters. Mm-hmm. So you get a little bit of this history and you get a real sense of it and you you finally meet the prophets who are in charge of the whole covenant. Yep. Um, They're all douchebags. Yes. Well, Mercy, not so much. Mercy is just a doddering old fool. Yeah. Um, is he the one you beat up on the chair? No, that's no. Uh, that's regret. Okay, and that's in, that's in dear game three, humanity. Right? That's in game three, right? We regret coming to Earth. We regret we are alien bastards, and we most certainly regret getting the core blown off our raggedy ass fleet. Hoorah! <laughs> Sorry, Sergeant Johnsonism. Yeah. Gentlemen, I have brought you this motivational device. To show you the true path back. The chief is going to take this tank and he's going to drive it across this ring. Oh, Johnson's the best. Yep. Um, a well, character that was originally not a character. Yeah. Was originally called Sniper Sergeant. Nice. Then it became popular. <laughs> Regardless, uh, he chases Regret, who did not think humanity lived on Earth. He thought it was something else. Chases Whoops. him to another Halo. Of course. Because um, there's more than one. Dun, dun, dun. Originally, there were 12. Now, there were only seven. Um, yeah, that's that's extended universe. I should <laughs> keep that away. Um, so he chases Regret to this new Halo. Um, not a good place to be. No. No. Hey, guess what this Halo has on it, Tristan? Flood! Oh, no! Because for some reason... The forerunners thought it would be a good idea to keep some around. Actually, it wasn't the forerunners. Uh, a hyper-intelligent flood kind of stored them there. Uh, all right. But, Either way. Yeah. Well, but, but at this point, we don't know that. But we do know that the Halo weapons were designed to destroy all sentient life and thus starve the, the flood. flood. Which doesn't seem like it yeah, would work Yeah, what is the point anyways. of the Halo weapons? I forget. They extinguished all sentient life. But who yeah. created it? The Forerunners, right? Forerunners. Yep. So just it was, it, it was their, their last, last ditch, ditch effort. Because they got their asses kicked. Yeah. It's basically, in the event that shit totally hits the fan. Mm-hmm. Which it did. Which it did. We will u- ignite these weapons. It'll burn the galaxy clean. The flood will starve out. And in a few billion years, life will re-evolve. And the Covenant thinks that they need to activate them to go on a religious this pilgrimage. So, oh my god. Uh, the Arbiter story is basically him finding out that it's all bunk. The Master Chief story is basically stopping them from arming the ring. Yep. Uh, until they, until he gets basically put in a position where he can't, <laughs> and uh, 
puny little humans have to do it, and the Arbiter. Mm-hmm. Which, of course, ends this ends that game with the probably the line that will go down in infamy. What are you doing here, Master Chief? <laughs> Sir, finishing this fight. I, I don't know why people keep compl- always complain about the ending of that game. But I know it's a cliffhanger, but if you look at all great Act 2s, the ending cliffhangers. Yeah. Yeah. Let's look, I hate to keep bringing up Star Wars, but remember the ending of Ep- Empire Strikes Back? <laughs> arguably the greatest movie of all time. Leia and Luke kissed. <laughs> um, the, the other thing I had, so I had a kind of a unique experience with Halo 2. Yeah. Because the first experience we had of it was someone in my college managed to get the leaked French version of Jesus it. Christ. So we got to play it early, but all the dialogue was in French. Mm-hmm. And we had to turn on English subtitles. Which was... So the competence sounded like they were actually speaking an alien language. Which made <laughs> it kind of weird when we got the real version and they were all speaking English. Yeah. Um, also, the grunts all go, Montechef! <laughs> He's not Master Chief. He's Monsieur Chef. Right. With and, their accents. And, we're, and, we're, and wow, we're pressed for time. I, I, I really could gush about this all day. So, we'll, so we're at the end of Halo 2. Yep. We wait a few years for Halo 3 to launch with the Xbox 360. Well, not launch with it, but launch on it. Right. And right away, it's different. You yeah. start with the Cortana monologue. Um, they let me choose. Do you know that? This is something that it's from the extended universe. Something that people who have read the books already know. Yep. She chose Master Chief not because he was the strongest or the fastest, but because he was the luckiest. Yep. And right away, Master Chief falls out of orbit and lands on Earth <laughs> <laughs> again. Yep. <laughs> and but he gets dead. up again. Admittedly. Yeah. Well, he does have the super. Ridiculous power armor designed by Dr. Halsey, so who we don't meet until later. Yep. Um, and and he's woken up by Sergeant Johnson Again. and a mystery guest, the Arbiter. <gasps> the Arbiter is with Master Chief this whole campaign. The, the elites have disbanded, has have uh, seceded from the Covenant. They're helping humanity because the brutes showed up and we're all like, we're taking over now because we're dead. Also, the prophet of truth is a moron. Yeah, he, um, he wants to activate all the halo rings from a central building station called the Ark. Mm-hmm. Not a smart plan, because it will exterminate all sentient life. But he doesn't know that. He does. Oh, he does. He's he's an idiot. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, regardless, Covenant are on Earth. They've been fighting the whole time Master Chief was on the second Halo, and he starts opening up. A can of whoop ass. Yeah, he does. He basically, for the first time, takes down scarabs. Yeah, the the huge four legged super tanks right. yeah. that you that you fight once in uh, Halo Two, mm-hmm. but what all, all you really do is get into it and kill the pilot. Yeah. yeah, but he actually in Halo Three gets on the back of it, sort of like how you would rodeo a Titan, <laughs> and just. Reams it. its asshole. Yeah, and you, for the first time, you had the ability to pick up turrets. Yep, which was huge. Yep. also hilarious. Mm-hmm. Wasn't wasn't three the one with the uh, combat shotguns? 
The Maulers, yeah. Yes! Oh, yeah, I remember the Maulers. Because as soon as I saw those, I'm like, yes! It's another marathon flashback! And the Flamethrower. And the Flamethrower. Previously rumored in Halo Combat Evolved, never made it. They brought back health packs, too, for Halo 3, right? Or no. They still nope. weren't there? It was still just regenerating no. health? So yep. just regenerating health. Um, the moment you talked about at the beginning where I chose it because he's the luckiest, smack. Yep. I had an inadvertent moment like that the first time I played uh, Prince of Persia, Sands of Time. Yep. Yeah. Um, there's one, or no, uh, Two Thrones. Okay. The awful one? Okay. Yeah. No, no, oh, so we should no, mention no, that. No, that's that's weird with it. We should yeah. mention that he had to leave Cortana behind on the Covenant yeah. High Holy City yeah. for reasons. Also tentacles. Yes. She's being essentially dissected by the Covenant boss, essentially. Yeah. Um. Essentially twice in the same sentence. Good so, job, Pat. So I'm playing, so I'm, I'm playing Two Thrones. Yep. And I'm getting to the end. And there's the Empress of Time in her monologue. And I'm climbing all this stuff. He's like, out of all possible timelines, this one held the most promise. Oh, and as soon as, she says, as soon as she says that, my finger slips off. And the prince loses his grip and plummets to his death. And splats. And I'm just like, and I just, I just sit there. I let the timer run out. And I let the game over because I'm just like. I can't play this anymore. I can't play this anymore. This one held the most promise. Ah! <laughs> but uh so essentially what happens is the arbiter the chief fighting a fighting covenant and then truth opens up an enormous portal that yep. was in the middle of africa because, underneath the crust yep because nothing good happens on earth in these games yes it's a wasteland every time also we know nothing about our own origins we learn that the forerunners basically saved our asses from the halo rings yep like when they fired the first time yep like these guys are kind of cool let's put them aside so that they can take over after we're gone yep because you know th- these humans you know they're kind of cool they show some promise and there's some mind fuckery about that actual relationship by the way yeah that i won't get into because it's mind fuckery yeah there's some weird like we're part forerunner designed by the forerunners no not even that it's 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 simply that humanity rose to the level of the forerunners and challenged them and fought them and lost because they were fighting the flood on another fl- front <laughs> Wait, humanity lost? Yep. Because humanity was also fighting the Flood. Yep. And then the Flood disappeared for some reason. And then the Forerunners accidentally used the ring, which opened a time lock, which released the Flood... Again? Grave Mind. Oh. Yep. My which brain hurts. Re- rebuilt the Flood from the right. ground up and ruined the Forerunners. Um, yeah. But, uh, yeah. Way ex- to go, Forerunner. Extended universe stuff. Either way, the Master Chief, being the asshole that he is, uh, I shouldn't say asshole, I should say <laughs> badass, uh, follows Truth into the portal with no idea where it's going. Yep. Takes him to the Ark where all the Halos were built. Ah, the journey begins at the end, ends at the beginning, rather. And there's Truth in his infinite wisdom. Trying to activate the Halo Ring. It's like, God, we've haven't we been through enough that you guys know this is a goddamn bad idea? Well, they kill Truth. Yes. Uh, after he's been he's been reunited with Cortana, <laughs> and Cortana's not herself. She's been basically mind fucked by the Grave Mind. Yep. She's tentacles. Yeah. <laughs> uh, 
they stopped the ring from firing. And it wasn't. Isn't there? Isn't Earth also a ring? No. Oh, no. Earth is just. Earth. It has a portal in it. Oh, okay. Um, it's just Earth. And they stop the they stop the arc from firing, and then all of a sudden, the Covenant City of High the Covenant City of High Charity pops into view, and it's infested with flood. Oops. So, That's right. We kind of. It was the equivalent of parking under a bird feeder. They put High Charity too close to Delta Halo, and it was invaded by the Flood. Yep. So, what does the Master Chief do? The Master Chief says, we'll activate a Halo ring. One that's being built on the Ark at that very moment to replace the one he destroyed. Jesus. (laughs) So, he activates it. And three four three guilty spark the one who you, the, yeah, the one from AI the monitor yeah. from the first game who has been with them this whole journey decides to go ape shit on the master chief because if he activates the ring now it'll destroy the ark and that is just heretical we can't have that and unfortunately he kills Johnson which is sad for the second time well Johnson died like three times in combat evolved. yeah <laughs> but um. Johnson Chief, just keeps Chief kicks back. his ass, and true to just about every, to both Halo Three, Halo One, Halo Three ODST, and Halo Reach, there is a final mission where you drive a long way. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, we didn't talk about that for Halo One. The that last one, where the you're, ultimate drive, where the you, ultimate drive, where foe hammer goes yeah. down. Yeah. Oh my god, your airdropper specialist, specialist. Well, either way. The Master Chief is trying to escape. He gets onto the Forward Unto Dawn, the frigate that he came there on, with the Arbiter, with Cortana. For some reason, he doesn't leave the back hangar bay. They jump as the Halo Ring is firing, and it cuts the ship in half. So the, the Chief is left floating out in space and says one of the great final lines of video game history, Wake me when you need me. Yep. So then we end And then they the woke him for four. Yep. So, Halo Reach... Yep, <laughs> and there's also the Halo Three ODST, which is sort of like a little mini mini yeah. vignette yeah. between yeah. Halo Three and Halo Reach, right. which gives you a different perspective. And I just really like the storytelling yeah. of it. ODST is nice because it it puts you into this fight as not a all powerful, all competent god of war, but as a little rookie. Yeah, and his friends who are voiced by Firefly. That's right. Mm-hmm. I knew about that. I never played ODS. And it introduced though. Firefight, the uh, the horde mode. Yes. Uh, which one of my all time favorite modes. Another but revolution. We, but how could we adapt this te- this uh, this tactic? We don't have cavalry. No, but we have the ODST. <laughs> so Halo Reach, the the final bungee chapter, and sort of a love song to the community. You're given the you're given a Spartan that you can completely customize for the campaign. Yep. You yep. essentially are the main character. Mm-hmm. You can make her female, you can make him male, and you Spoilers, the game begins with your empty helmet. Yep. On the dirt. On the dirt. And fans of the series know that Reach fell. Reach fell hard. Not only do fans know... It got fucking glass. Anybody who turned on a television knows that Reach fell, because that was the whole ad campaign. I think that's cool. I I really appreciate that From the beginning, you know how it ends. Yeah, I really appreciate that storyline. It's like, how did you get there? You thought about the destination. It's about the journey. And and it it allows you, as the player, now playing as Noble Six, Mm -hmm. to have a hand in the the 
Halo Universe, where you go on this journey trying to fight the Covenant back on Reach, a fight you ultimately can't win. Yep. Because the Covenant have too many fucking ships. <laughs> yeah. Um, Way too fucking many. Uh, because they just they brought a huge force to Reach. Mm-hmm. And you, you meet these fair, characters. Well, to be fair, if every Spartan of Reach was like Master Chief... The war would have gone very different, very no, See, that's fast. the problem. The reason they couldn't stop the Covenant is because the Spartans are great on land combat, and they can beat the shit out of the Covenant all day long, long. but, but the space, super carrier yeah. will just glass the, the thing to fuck. And, I mean, yep. they're, just, they're just the Air Force. I mean, really, they have, like, the... Yeah. They have their, their carriers, the, uh, they have their cruisers, they have... I think they have two different kinds of ships like that. They have the, yeah. um... the hell are they called? The ghosts? Not yeah. the ghosts, the, um... Banshees. Phantoms, they just have these. Yeah, their spacefaring yeah. capabilities are much higher than humanity's, and you're really reminded of that when, in I think it's the fifth mission in Reach, uh, you go with you go and you shut down what appears to be a Covenant beacon mm-hmm. that you found, and you're like, yeah, we did it. And there's a and you use a frigate to blow it up like a human frigate, mm-hmm. and then suddenly out of the sky comes a laser, and the frigate is gone. gone. Yeah. And you look up in the sky, and there's the biggest fuck ship you've ever there's seen. Like, is that when you go well, into space crap. to destroy it? Yep. Okay. And you destroy that supercarrier, and then eighteen more come. <laughs> oh man! Finally destroy that thing, man! I'm glad they don't have like you know a dozen of. Oh, I think and I, for I, the first time ever, Spartans are placed on defensive deployment to yeah. evacuate people. Yeah, yeah. I think it's cool that um, the, the well, game is well, all. Is about... that really the first time? Because there's Forward Unto Dawn the movie. Yep. Which kind of has that. Yeah, that's right. And what uh, were you going to say? <laughs> I think it's cool that in Reach it really is all about the hopeless nature of the fight because they start with like. You know, the first thing that happens is you get in there, and there's like this battle against just a guy with a sword. You know, just a, just an elite with a sword or whatever, and he's yep. dragging somebody out, and you chase after him, and that's a big fight. And you're like, yeah, we we beat him, and and then it kind of moves on, it escalates from there. Okay, now it was this you know facility. Oh, and now there's a ship, and now there's a bigger ship, and now there's eighteen of those bigger just, ships. Yeah, yep. I just think it's cool how it's and just like, every member of Noble of Team gets introduced to you, much like The Walking Dead, and dies immediately after. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Um, it's like, oh man, this is my favorite character of Noble Sick, and they're dead. Yeah. Yep. yep. And then you get the chance to deliver for Dr. Halsey Cortana mm-hmm. to Master Chief mm-hmm. on the Pillar of Autumn. Yeah. So you get your hand in the universe. Yeah. And Noble Six has to stay behind because he's the only one who can stop the Covenant from blowing up the Pillar of Autumn while it's in Dry Dock. Yeah. Which is a very sad thing because Noble Six and Master Chief would have been unstoppable. <laughs> they would have been best buds forever. Is it true that you can actually see Master Chief getting? It's an into Easter the egg, ship? yes, yeah. but it's it's not Master Chief. Oh, it's not. No. Uh, and for all for all intents and purposes, Halo Reach actually rapes the book canon. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, because in the book canon, the Master Chief is on Reach on August thirty something. Yeah. And the Covenant have landed on August twenty second in the game. Oh, okay. And he doesn't know. He's running through some sort of training program with Cortana at the time. Well, that almost always happens to book canon. Yeah. Is if you put out the book canon... uh, That happened happened the fuck to Star Wars. Yeah. Um, There was a lot of book canon between episodes four and five. And then even more between five five and six. six. 
And when the Sixth revealed the relationship between Luke and Leia, a lot of shit got retconned really fucking hard. Oh, yeah. Yep. We'll talk about that later. Like, <laughs> really hard. Some other day. Yeah. Yep. But it was just... And the Forge world was unbelievable. It was massive. You had yeah. so much ability to do things. Forge art became a thing. Yep. Uh, people built racetracks. People built these monolithic maps that got implemented in multiplayer. That was the coolest yeah. part, I think, is that they embraced the community and started incorporating new game types based on fan feedback, new levels based on fan feedback. So it was, it like I said, it was Bungie's love song to the community, mm-hmm. which is why it's my favorite Halo game. Yeah. And then we come to Halo, Halo 4. 4. By far the prettiest in the series, and the continuation of the Master Chief story... Cortana wakes him. It's been some time. I think it's been, I think, four years. She's, I think she she's says. going completely fucking rampant at this point. Yep, rampant meaning that human AI have a lifespan of seven years, and then they think themselves to death. <laughs> so, um, so going back, I'm going to provide the ultimate. Yeah. That's the worst so way the to term, go. <laughs> well, the term, the term rampant started in Marathon. Right. And in ramp, and rampant in Marathon is when an AI grows beyond its... Um, Parameters? Well, grows beyond its... Starts growing beyond the physical databanks to hold it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. As it accumulates, like, knowledge and stuff. And right. AI are supposed to get wiped, like, every, like, three years or something like that to prevent this from happening. Mm-hmm. The Colorship Marathon has four AI. Right? There are three. There are three. I'm sorry. Tycho, Durandal, and and Leela. And Durandal, uh, Durandal had this weird relationship with the ship's captain, where the ship's captain keeps challenging Durandal to chess. But the captain decides that if he keeps wiping Durandal, it will make it'll make the game too easy because of how they start like learning and playing with each other. So he stop doesn't quite start wiping Durandal, and Durandal very quickly becomes rampant. And once a AI gets becomes rampant in Marathon, they become almost impossible to kill. Yeah. Because they start taking over everything and growing as fast as they possibly can. And because they're, com- they're computer programs, they learn really yeah. fucking fast. So you basically have to shut them down in a single just godsmack to end them. Otherwise, they're going to learn from what you did and figure out what enhancements you made to your stuff, and employ that in their own. Very much like the only rampant AI in the Halo universe. Yep. Mendicant Bias. Who you find little journals of in Halo 3, little Easter eggs. Apparently he was a Forerunner AI that was convinced to join the Flood. Which is how the Forerunners lost. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Oops. Durandal has some of the best dialogue of any AI program ever. Um, over the course of Marathon 2, you basically hijack an alien ship. Yeah. After you free... Basically. Well, <laughs> you transfer him from the Marathon into this ship, and he starts yeah. taking it over. And at the same time, you're also helping to... So the main enemies in Marathon are slavers. Are slavers. And one of the things you're working on is freeing one of these races that they've enslaved, who are fantastic at technology. Poor Dan. Yep. We're not letting you go, Dan. We, one it's been us. like two months since we've done one of these, and we're going to stretch it out. Especially for a game that we all enjoy. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so, Except you. I love Halo. 
Oh, you do? Good. Yep. Yeah. Halo, um, Halo for me is is great because it's not just a Twitch shooter. It can be technical, but especially when you're talking about multiplayer, but also the single player. There's so much stuff that can happen that's just interesting and, and fun. so much backstory. And the backstory is cool, and I always like good sci-fi. Holy shit. What? There's something on your face. What, is it a spider? Get it off! Red versus blue. Which they, they are trying to make it canon. Yep. Yep. I don't know what I think about that. I don't, I, I don't think highly of that. Um, Halo also the series the... that has the everything. Yeah. Yeah. The Guardians, the Forerunners, Sentinels. Well, uh, we'll... we'll very quickly move on through Halo 4 because yeah. I'm not going to have very much good I have not say. played. Yeah. I have not played all the way through Halo 4. I only 4. played a little bit of it as well. I've played a little bit of it and I gotta say it's not fun. That's it's, the big detriment I have to it. It just feels like a Call of Duty game in a lot of cases, to me yeah. at least. Or, or like Which, a, it feels it's, it's, like it's like oversimplifying, control. I yeah. think. What really happened is they just got away from what made Halo Halo. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Halo has always been, and I've said this multiple times, I don't know if I've said it on this or not, it was has always been an arena shooter where you control areas of the map where the power weapons are. Mm-hmm. What Halo 4 did was introduce killstreak rewards where you receive a weapon drop. Mm-hmm. And that weapon drop is random, but it's usually a very powerful weapon. No, oh, I'm not even I'm not even talking about yeah. multiplayer. I'm yeah. just talking about single player. Yeah. It single player felt like a goddamn chore. Yeah. Just yep. wasn't fun. Although the weapons. mammoth was pretty awesome. It wasn't satisfying to kill forerunners to me. Yeah. I didn't really care to fight them. Yeah. I didn't like the way the weapons felt. They didn't well, feel like Halo. They felt like Call of Duty. Yeah, yeah. well, and, and, the, them. and the new weapons is, were okay because with before this you have before this you have <laughs> I'm just gonna slowly take off my glasses now. Before this you had human weapons, government weapons. weapons. Human weapons were great for killing humans. Covenant weapons were great for killing Covenant. And yeah. so you wanted to mix and match the two, right? And then with with four, you add in this third set of weapons that are just kind of weird, and they don't really work. They don't really work very well, and you're forced Except to use for them. Except the scatter gun and the uh, the uh, forerunner rocket launcher. Yeah, those guns are ridiculous. Yeah, but but they don't. The main guns that you deal with don't really work, and you're forced to use them a lot yeah. in the main storyline. Because that's all they drop. Because that's all they drop. Also, why is the Covenant still attacking humanity? That's I know. Even, At this I mean, point, it's like, really, guys? And it, they're elites, too. There's a truce with the elites. What the hell yeah. are they doing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, uh, it's just, it. it's a it's a, it's a poopy, poopy lore fuck. Yeah. And I mean, Halo Reach, like I said, fucked the lore, but it fucked the lore in a way that made you smile afterwards. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's the difference between fucking the lore and raping the lore. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm at least pretty... when you fuck the lore, both sides kind of get something out of yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> like now, now that the lore has been raped, it can't look three four three in the eye anymore. Um, but and, and I'm trying not to be as, as facetious as I'm being right now. I really am. Right. It easily the prettiest of the Halo games by but, far. But beautiful not... vistas, gorgeous skyboxes. Yep. Can't go to them. Can't go to them. Uh, they brought the Covenant back to speaking Covenant again. Yep. They no longer say Demon or whatever they call the Master Chief from yeah. time to time. They, uh, Which is never explained. Yep. The Master Chief uh, and Cortana have a much more expounded upon relationship. Yes, I like that a lot. Um, which is interesting, but... Cortana keeps getting hotter. Uh, and I see it looks good on her. Yeah. It's... 
The 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 one problem I have with Halo Four that is probably more than anything, mm-hmm. um, because I can I can accept a little bit of the lore bending because I've read the extended universe. I can kind of see where they're coming right. from. You know, maybe this is a yeah. different group of of Covenant who yeah, they, don't they, know about the truce. Yeah, they are a different group of yeah. Covenant. It's just you, they jump into the game and they have nothing to do with it. Um, but. The relationship between Cortana and Master Chief seems to have evolved while he was asleep. Sleep. Yeah. Which, to be fair, may just be Cortana mucking about inside of his head while she's going completely insane and rampant yeah. while he's asleep. To be fair, overly, at- lot, overly attached yeah. AI. Yeah. No other AI can have you. I'm in your brain. <laughs> and, and 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 we get to the we get all we get humanity trying to trying to reassert itself on top of everything with that commander. Or Captain or whatever his name was. Mm-hmm. I think the coolest thing... Um, I, well, I think one of the reasons for that, though, isn't... I don't think it has anything to do with her fucking with his head or anything. I think it's just that their attempt to make a more of a relationship between Cortana and Master Chief. Because yep. in the other ones, it's strictly for the purpose of the overall storyline. And, and, it's, and it's strictly for the purpose of the ending that they write. Right, right. Where Cortana essentially sacrifices herself to save the Chief from mm-hmm. this forerunner god, essentially. Yeah. I mean, he's not actually a god, but he's... Close. The most combat oriented forerunner there is and he basically he has force powers mm-hmm. yeah and the master chief beats him because cortana yells at him and he sticks a grenade in his chest is that the end of four yes oh, okay yep. yeah halo not known for its final boss battles <laughs> <laughs> and it was a quick time event yeah there's Thank only you, are there only two in the game there are no quick time events in Halo prior to Halo Four. Yeah, right. But aren't those the only two in the game? I can only think of the beginning one. Again, I haven't played through this yeah. the whole game, but there's one at the beginning with the. Do you do you consider pressing thirteen thousand buttons a quick time event? <laughs> Sorry. Oh yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, I'm being facetious again. Yeah, I know hitting all the buttons in the game. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, and you get a little bit of it. You you meet the librarian, which is big in the lore. Yeah. Uh, the librarian. The this, the that. <laughs> the, the compo- you, you see the composer. You actually get to fly a pelican, which people have been clamoring for forever. Totally. And you, and you don't have to glitch to do it like you didn't reach. Yep. I gotta say, the pelican is such a sweet design. Yeah. It took me forever to learn how to fly the pelican in Halo Reach. The one the, where you're uh, flying. Yeah, the above, glitch, yeah. The, above the. Uh... The skyscrapers. That was a great. Yeah. That was a cool level. I really yeah. enjoyed and that. And you can get a phantom if you use a banshee on the same glitch. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Yep. I just remember Bungie's love song to the community. I just remember in um, in He's Halo. I just remember in Halo, Halo is one, my favorite too. Yeah. Um, where is it? Where you're flying the Pelican into the into the interior structure of the first Halo? Yeah. And you get out. And if you fast enough, you can turn around and get back in. And then they'll it, it'll plummet you to your death. Yep. <laughs> that was one of the first first things I had fun doing in that game, mm-hmm. glitch wise. Um, it's just Halo Four was just such a departure mm-hmm. from the series that I loved. I, I think that it had so much promise. The thing about Halo Four, is yeah. I'm actually just thought of this because yeah. you just brought it up, and I don't want to keep jumping all over right the place because I want to talk about Halo. Yeah. But it's like my experience with Skyward Sword, with Zelda Skyward yeah. Sword. For all intents and purposes, Halo Four is still probably a really fucking awesome game. Yeah. For all intents and purposes, like if you were to just in a in a vacuum play Halo Four, you'd probably have a great time with it. Yeah, but, I I would agree with you one hundred percent, except for a couple little nitpicky things, yeah. 
like we've we've discussed at the beginning how there are three Covenant cruisers right. in front of them, right. and they decide to launch a missile from half of a ship. Yeah. Hey, let's piss off these three cruisers. Why? <laughs> and then there's the quick time event. Yes. Right, but still, like it's it's a good game overall. But yeah. because it isn't quite to the caliber of the other three, it's not pushing them, the series along as far as you want it to, or it's pushing it in the wrong direction, in my opinion. Um, in some cases, uh, or in some instances, it's not felt as a good game. Like yeah. same thing for me with Skyward Sword with Zelda, where it was it was an experience that was still good. Yep. But it wasn't the Zelda that I wanted it to be. So therefore, yep. it, and it wasn't you know it just wasn't. Ugh. It was the Halo or we like, deserved, uh, but not the Halo it needs right now. Yeah. Or like Random Access Memories. Yep. A good album, just not the Daft Punk album we were expecting. Correct. Correct. Yep. But that's still a good album. <laughs> oh, it's still a great album. It's the it's the Daft Punk album we deserve, not yep. the Daft Punk album we want. And it and it ends with John taking off his armor and people being surprised that he's white, despite the fact that it's very, very clear in the books that he's white. Yeah. I think a lot of people were expecting him to be a female or something at the beginning or before the lore was, you know, yeah, quite written and stuff like that. But. And we, we see his eyes, and the only teaser trailer for Halo, the next Halo game, is him wandering in the desert with a traveling cloak over his power armor. Right. With a after traveling took, cloak after over he took his the, power armor. After he took the armor off, first of all. Also, at this point, isn't it, like, unpowered? Yeah. Yeah, that's a question. Where does he get all his power? Where does he get the sword? Where's it? What's his power? It has, it, it has a it has some sort of battery. I I'd have to reread. Hasn't run out yet. <laughs> yeah, that's one, that's one hell of a battery. Because well, the thing about Cortana power. upgraded the firmware while he was asleep. <laughs> yeah, which makes no sense because it doesn't recharge the goddamn battery. Um, and, and with power Sorry. armor is that once Sorry. you run out of power, all of a sudden that armor weighs like thirty tons or something ridiculous like yeah, that. Yeah, he won't. His body won't be able to move it. Mm-hmm. Yep. And, and then he'll just slowly starve inside of his own armor. Yep. Help! <laughs> Help! Either Oil way, he, he finds a gigantic forerunner beast that looks amazing. What the fuck is it doing there? Yeah. So is Halo 5 going to be... We don't know! Is it going in like a weird direction, or is it still continuing the overall plot? Well, I'm going to, I'm going to give you my theory. My theory is that Cortana is not dead. My theory is that the librarian saved Cortana somewhere. Because, based on the extended universe, there's another arc. Of course there is. And it's the greater arc. The bigger arc. Of course it is. Because there were 12 Halo rings. There were, I forget how many, they were, and they were all bigger. The lesser arc was built later. Because the the big rings were not maneuverable, apparently, or something along those lines. I forget exactly what. They happened. were a pain in the ass to move. Have yeah. you tried moving a planet-sized ring? Do you have <laughs> any not- idea what it costs us in gas? Pretty much. Also, a lot of the rings were destroyed when they attacked the Forerunner homeworld. So but- you think that uh, Halo Five is Master Chief's journey to save Cortana or to get back to Cortana? Probably, especially when he focuses on the chip that was in his head that housed her. In yeah. the trailer, because um, you know, keeping it outside of his armor on a chain in a desert is gonna be you know good for it. Yeah, as opposed to, to keeping it in the goddamn slot where it's been safe this whole time. Yep, and he can download porn. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and uh, just the one thing that Halo Four 
did was it showed humanity's power, which they didn't have in any of the other games. Yep. They were run roughshod over by Flood and Covenant alike. They so bring the out, point. They bring out the Infinity. And the Infinity does not deserve to be in the same class as the Covenant Cruisers. No. When they're fighting the Covenant on the shield world that they that they requiem that they land on, there is no reason that the Infinity can't just Glass god up. mode those, those cruisers. Yeah. But it doesn't for some reason. And it doesn't do it in Spartan Ops either. And in Spartan Ops, the, the story add-on that they released in Seasons, Halsey joins the Covenant. Mm-hmm. Of course! <laughs> So really quickly, uh, so I guess here's we'll... cannon. <laughs> but yeah, disclaimer: nothing stupid happened. <laughs> we the... didn't just pause and have a whole conversation with Dan's roommates. Um. So yeah. So getting back. So though so I guess the in closing, I'd ask, what is your favorite Halo game? So. I think it's obvious for Pat. Yep. Um, Halo 4. <laughs> Game of the year! As if you didn't see that coming. Yeah. Uh, I Honestly, I have to say my favorite is probably the original. But to be fair, I haven't played th- really played through Reach. Yeah. yeah. I and, and in all honesty, like I, I, I've said probably multiple times, I just like Bungie's love song to the community. <laughs> Reach. Right. And I, I think it's... From a game standpoint, it's probably not the strongest. What do you think is the strongest game, then? Probably... Well, it's difficult to say, because Halo 2 had the best multiplayer, and Halo 3 was probably the most polished product. Mm. But Halo Reach was the love song. And it's it's always going to have a special place in my heart, because I got to stick my helmet into their universe. Just poke my head in. Just poke my helmeted head in and go... Hey guys, and then they fired Marty. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. My favorite. I mean, I haven't really. I didn't play through. I played through all of them, but I don't really re- recall Halo Two or Halo Three very well. Yeah. Um, because I played through them late at night. Halo Two Anniversary may yeah. or may not be confirmed. Nice. Halo uh, HD Collection. I think my favorite one though uh, is Halo Reach, only because I, uh, to your point, the love song to the community, um, all the options you have, the different power ups, vehicles, things like that. Kind of throw things around, and I also like how there's the least. Again, and this is a very clouded judgment because the only ones I truly, truly remember from front to back are like Halo One and Reach. Yeah. But it has the uh, interesting, uh, different things happening all the time. There aren't crazy amounts of these the same hallway which Halo One has. Um, yeah. Throw things around and throws different encounters at you. Uh, the Pelican level, the spaceship level out in space, and you're in the cruiser, and there's all kinds of cool stuff. Yep. Am I the only one who wants to see a Halo space flight game? You are the oh. only one. Oh, I want to see, I want to see a Halo, um, MMO where you're like colonizing and exploring. Interesting. I think they're making one. I think it's coming out in like six months, and it's going to be called Destiny. <laughs> Basically. <laughs> oh my god! I just want the beta of Destiny to start. I want it to start so bad. I just hope it doesn't I get delayed. To, no, I wanted to start after. I wanted to start after May twentieth. Mm-hmm. Yep. Because May twentieth is when I buy my PS4. Because mm-hmm. yep. that's when Transistor comes out. And if we do have cross console support, oh, I, I hope really. Oh. Hope. I, we should. You know, I should really look into that because 
If yeah. it has cross console support, we should make a three hundred boy clan. Yeah, I would almost consider getting a new system like a PS4, or even buying or building a custom computer. Yeah, just to play Destiny. Mm-hmm. Yeah. if it was cross platform, because uh, it looks like it's going to be a ton of fun. It looks like, yeah. like it's going to be so weird. And, and it has the it has the Bungie storytelling hallmarks. It seems. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yes. Cool. Mysterious spherical thing. What was that? What was the thing that I meant to say at the beginning of the spoiler cast that I didn't say? Oh, ah, uh, to hell with you, fate. <laughs> no, no, the uh, with the intro. I was going to say something with the intro. I'll we introduce him surely and thoroughly. No. Uh <laughs> we talked about it. Well, off, off, off camera while Dan was getting his chicken. Oh well. <laughs> oh well. Oh well. Oh well. Someday. I we'll would, remember what, it. What I don't know is what your favorite games are, audience. Please, Please email us. Below. We'll put the link in probably the iTunes notes. So you copy Please pasta. email us. You can't really email us. But wait, com- wait I'm, I'm getting a psychic vision. Halo Reach sucked. Halo 3 sucked. Halo 2 sucked. Halo, Halo 4 Combat is the- Evolved sucked. Halo 4 is the best game ever. Or Call of Duty is way better than Halo. <laughs> this isn't this isn't necessarily the YouTube comments field. <laughs> yeah, this is this is three headed boy. This is a Classy upper establishment, class. <laughs> upper crust. Yeah, up the upper crust. Please comment on our um, <laughs> on our website, threeheadedboy.com, in the spoiler cast section. Let us know what now you think. Now with work, I mean, now with working features. Now with a working website. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> now <Make> with sure. <laughs> working. <laughs> yeah, I tripped over my tongue. Um, make, while you're on Threeheaded Boy, make sure to check out some of our articles. Check out some of our series, like Fold Space. <laughs> if that ever gets put oh, up, it will. Dan. Well, I just got the website up, so now we'll be up. And on uh, Rimethel shots and on, on YouTube, YouTube yeah. and shots, yeah. Because we, we, s- we can have a uh, wh- where we're we going to post Res HD on Three Headed Boy or on. Uh, I was thinking of posting it on Res H- uh, Res HD on Three Headed Boy because yeah. the episode should be short enough. Do you guys have your yeah. own website for Hype and Grape? No, nope. So what we'll do is we'll create a new section. Right? Yeah, great. Yep. And then you guys can put yeah. it on YouTube and post yep. it there. Well, I'll, we'll give you the end f- the end video so you can post them up because you have the Three Headed Boy YouTube channel. Yep. Uh, oh, you, you can, can you can do it on your own channel, and I'll just link it. I'll give you guys credit. LinkedIn long. Well, but we should. We'll we talk should, about this later, though. We'll talk about this later. Off, off, mic. Uh, yep. I love how we have our uh, end of podcast strategy se- strategy sessions every time. Uh, yep. That's and cool. then we'll invade Poland. And oh wait, <laughs> just don't Ooh. invade Russia. <laughs> don't invade Russia in the winter. It's a bad idea. Little known fact: he invaded it in the summer and took too long. Yep. One thing you can do though is invade Poland in the winter. Because you can visit the, the the new Polish Navy. Sorry, I was going to tell a really bad Polish joke, and I just lost my train of thought. <laughs> Probably for the best. That, that, Probably that, for the best. That train of thought is on platform nine and three quarters, <laughs> waiting for aspiring young hot students to board. <laughs> Until next time, folks. Thank you for tuning in. This is the Spoiler Cast. Mm-hmm.